Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Saturnine Chalice. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, and it's included in a collection called Deadlight and Other Dark Turns. I am the Game Master, and this is going to be a four-hour-long one-shot. Uh, this will be the third time that we've run this scenario. Um, we do have a new patron, and she is playing tonight. Uh, Jin Obertaz uh, is, has pledged $5 a month to our channel. Thank you very much, Jin. So without you're, any further delay... You're very welcome. <laughs> Thanks. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. All right. There is a conference that is going to be going on in Ottawa. You are all professors at the Miskatonic University. Um, it's unusual, but let's, why don't you guys all tell us a little bit about yourselves? Um, Jen, why don't you start? Uh, hello, my, I am Dr. Evelina Cronenshield from Boston, Massachusetts. I've, uh, been teaching here at Mr. Park for some years now. I teach, uh, the, mod the, uh, romance languages at Mr. Tonic. And I, well, let's just say my family wasn't exactly thrilled when I decided to join up. But such is the way things go. Boston blue bloods, you know. David, why don't you go? I'm Dr. Martin Palermo. I was born in Madrid, but uh, moved to the States when I was a child. Uh, I am a practicing psychologist and I've studied psychiatry and teach psychology at Miskatonic. Um, I uh, have a particular interest in abnormal psychology and um, the uh, beliefs of uh, far-flung peoples. Zach? I am Professor Eliza Jackson, visiting professor from Louisiana State University, Baton Rouge. Primarily teach history, but uh, mainly focusing on the Reconstruction era of the South. Yosef? Uh, I'm Dr. Quilton Fellows. Um, although I'm a doctor of anthropology, um, I know a bit about uh, archaeology as well, and um, prefer to be out in the field more, rather than in the stuffy lecture halls, um, where I'm forced to lecture to snotty-nosed kids <laughs> at, at the uh, Miskatonic. Um, used to smoke a pipe, but I've lost it, so I've taken up this opportunity to give up. Oh. Yeah, uh, and um, Josh. I am Dr. Archibald Webster. I am a professor of the humanities specializing in the classics, uh, particularly Greco-Roman uh, literature. And I have a particular fascination with Dante's Inferno. I've studied it uh, quite, uh, quite thoroughly. And while I certainly don't mind the lecture hall, I have to agree with my colleague, Dr. Quentin Fallows, uh, when he says that I'd much rather be uh, buried in a book or out in the field than I would be in front of the lecture hall. Right. So the five of you hop in uh, one of your big uh, touring cars, 
Um, why don't we decide whose touring car it is? Uh, it holds eight people, but there's only five keys to get your luggage and so forth. Uh, Does anyone have a drive skill above base? Uh, no, I do not. Then that won't decide it. <laughs> um, I'd say it's uh, Martin's, Martin Palermo's. Very well. Uh, it's a nice, fairly nice car. It's black, you know, the way all cars are. <laughs> um, so you leave Miskatonic uh, about 8 a.m. Uh, you know, you've got quite a long drive. You're going to be driving uh, all the way up past uh, Worcester. Uh, then you're going to go uh, into... New Hampshire, uh, you go through New Hampshire to Vermont, and then through Vermont, you finally end up in Ottawa, Canada. Uh, you're going to bypass Montreal because the traffic uh, is not so great in that direction. Um, it takes hours and hours and hours of driving. And you stop a few times along the way to get food, just to have a rest, uh, to use the restroom and so forth. Uh, the last uh, small town that you leave uh, is Regal Fork, Vermont. And uh, you are heading through a wooded area of Vermont. And uh, the afternoon has been fairly warm, but you're still, uh, you're still in early spring. Uh, so the weather can change rather abruptly, and it's uh, rain is not that unusual. About uh, 20 miles outside of Regal Fork, Vermont, um, your car begins to sputter. Oh, dear. Oh. And you haven't seen anybody on this road for an hour. Um, you know, this has been serviced recently. There shouldn't be any problem. Did, does that sound like anything? You, uh, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound right to me. No, not at all. Uh, so I'll look for a, you know, a, I assume it's mostly tree-lined, but I'll look for a grassy side area to pull off. Right. Um, go ahead and do a luck roll for me. That's a regular success. Okay. So you find a place where, you know, you can, you have a bit of, of uh, area on the side where it's grassy. Um, out here in the woods, you haven't seen much. Um, there are a couple of farmsteads miles and miles behind you. Uh, and I'm going to leave the engine idling because okay. I'm afraid if I stop it, it we might not start it again. Okay. And then I'll get out and pop the hood and look at it and scratch my head because I really have never understood how these things operate. If there's a loose tube or something, I can figure that out. It, um, it seems to be operating okay, uh, but it, it's, it's now sputtering every couple of seconds. Um, oh. The sputterings are getting closer together. 
Not certain I like this. Are we sure we shouldn't turn it off? Well, Dr. Martin, I certainly hope you have more knowledge about these vehicles than certainly I do. No, I'm afraid I have uh, rather more uh, understanding of the inside of the human psyche than I do the internal combustion engine. Where are um, you sitting in the car, all of you? Uh, Dr. Martin, you're outside. Yeah, I've gotten out. Dr. Elias Jackson's in the far back. Okay. Dr. Eve probably would have wanted shotgun. Okay. Uh, that's what I called, but I was muted, so you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I well, suppose. Doctor, uh, uh, then you're in the back seat too, Archie. Uh, that's right. Uh, Doctor, Doctor Eve is in the front seat, and Doctor Quentin is kind of in between the seats, leaning forward. So I would like uh, Doctor Eve and Doctor Quentin to both be spot hidden roles. 18. Ooh, 16. Nice. All right. Well, that's pretty Hard. cool. Um, Dr. Eve, you sort of lean forward and you're looking at the gas gauge and you're pretty sure that you guys filled up uh, back in Regal Fork. Um, uh, it looks like you've still got three quarters of a, a tank, but for some reason you reach up and you tap the the gauge and it suddenly goes all the way down to empty. What the? You'll see that. Uh, Quilton, do you see that? Uh, have... how, long, how long ago did we fuel up? Back at Regalford, which couldn't have been that long ago. Three quarters of a tank and now it's empty. Do I uh, smell gasoline? Uh, you do not. I mean, other than the car is natural. Palermo, right. I think you're, you've got a dodgy dial in this vehicle of yours um all right uh is there a road atlas in my glove box uh nothing or did that would we cover this part of the country this is we didn't road. bring a map as we knew we were traveling in this you, you probably did but it has the major roads you you're somehow um, on a yeah I, I unfold the maps i'm probably holding it and well as you said nothing you're not even exactly sure where you are on the map Oh, you don't know if you're in Canada yet, or what's the weather like? It's it's fairly clear. There are clouds in the sky. Um, is uh, what time of year is it? It's it's early May. Is is there snow on the ground? Uh, there is still snow in the shady places um, that hasn't melted since it's last May, winter. So it's, um, so it's wet in places, and it's. Uh, it's, I mean, there's a chill in the air. Dr. Uh, Cronenshield, if you look at the, I think it's the red line going northwest from Regal Fork, do you think, well, what's the next town you see? What is the next town I see? Mm -hmm. Next town is um, uh, Randolph Bend. Uh, Randolph Bend, hopefully we might be able to get this fixed there, but that assumes the car makes it. Are there any buildings nearby that I can see? Uh, do a spot hidden for me, Doctor. That's a 30. Regular. Okay. Um, you think uh, a little bit down the road up ahead of you, 
that you can see what looks like maybe the entrance gate to a property. Mm. You can see uh, a that... couple of uh, sort of stone uh Pillars with something in between. Your angle's a little off, but you think that might be a property over there. And that's the only one that I can see. It's the only one that you see. And you haven't passed anything behind you for mines. Are there telephone poles on this road? There are not. Hello, do you think your vehicle will be able to get us down to the uh, building over there? Seems to be some sort of gate. Well, I... Yes, we, Dr. Kernishield. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, if, uh, I'm afraid they won't even have telephone service, but I suppose it's safer than being on the shoulder like this. One would uh, expect. Let's yeah, let, let's hop in there and uh, get our bearings. They might have gasoline. Let's hope, or at least we might be able to find out where this leak is. Or someone with a bit more mechanical knowledge than the, mm. the few of us have. Don't ask me. I had a driver. Okay. All right. So I'm going to hop in and head for the gate. Is there a name on it? Do a do a luck roll for me. That's a ninety-five. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, you rev the engine, and the car uh, uh, moves forward uh, and moves only about twenty feet before it sputters and dies. Uh, but you <sighs> are within maybe 20 feet of this gate. And yes, there is a name over the gate. It says Wayland. Wayland. Well, the car's done for. Lovely. Sorry about this, fellas. Um, Don't be apologizing. Nothing to apologize for. It's not your fault. No. Uh, you know, uh, the conference waits for no one. So let's hope this is a short detour. I pat Dr. Martin on the back. Hey, let's, let's hope you're better at uh, astronomy than you are at, uh, you teach astronomy, right? Psychology. Oh, you're, oh, you take up space. I'm sorry. I kind of chuckle to myself as I walk away. <clears throat> All right. National rivalry. Mm. Great. <sighs> so you, uh, you walk up to the gate. It's an iron gate. Uh, it's not locked, but it isn't open. Uh, you can see inside. Uh, the property is kind of laid out. Uh, there's a straight road going in that splits and goes in two different directions. Um, there is a manor house in the center, dead ahead. And you can see that there are some other structures off in the distance. Um, uh, it looks like it's fairly well kept. Uh, there are, uh, you know, some flower gardens that are just coming into bloom uh, that you can see out in the distance. Well, uh, I guess there's more money in rural Vermont than I was aware. Um, hopefully, this suggests they have a garage of their own and might have tanks of gasoline. With any luck, um, does this look like any type of property that I could be familiar with? No, you're. Um, um, we'll do a do an idea roll for the Wayland name. I'm trying to. Where is that? We still in Vermont. Uh, it's it's the same as the uh, intelligence. Ah, okay. We still uh, in Vermont. 
33. That's a hard, I think. Okay. Um, I mean, there are Waylands amongst the wealthy that you're, you're somewhat familiar with. It's a name that gets around every once in a while. As to Vermont, you're not exactly sure where you are. Well, there would be some signage on the, on the border between the U.S. and Canada, though, even if there wasn't a border guard, I should think. If you didn't miss it, somewhere along the road. If, if nothing else, the Wayland name is a little familiar. We might find some help here, I hope. Yeah, let's, let's go on up and check it out. Sounds check. old English, Wayland. Hmm. I, I don't believe it's one of our families, but it does sound that it could be at least adjacent, maybe. We're certainly short on options, so mm. there's only one way forward. All right. I concur. So, as you, um, you open the gate, it squeaks loudly, and uh, you step inside and start to follow along the path. Now, it gives you some idea of what the property looks like as you're walking along. You're getting you're kind of able to figure out what you're seeing. So here's a map of the property. You're coming from the south. Ah, okay. You can see there is a manor house in the front. And then you think over uh, to, the, to the, uh, the right hand side, that might be a mausoleum off in mm. the back mm -hmm. and maybe a well towards the back and uh, some other outbuilding. Uh, looks a little bit like a barn. Well, the small estate, but there just can't be choosers right now. I, th I think if we're going to break down anywhere, this would be the place to break down. Look how well kept this place is. Mm, certainly. My compliments to the gardener. What time so, of day is it? Um, it's probably about three in the afternoon at this point. As you guys are walking up there. And there's, a, like I say, there's a chill in the air. It was warm earlier, but um, the evenings still get a little chilly at night here. Uh, so as you're walking up, you see the house. No sign of a vehicle. As you walk up to the front of the house, everybody do spot hidden. Regular? Nope. Hard success. Anything better than a hard? Okay. Uh, so for uh, Zach, uh, let's see, who had the regular success? Was that David? Um, David, you notice something odd as you're walking up. The little path that leads up towards the house. There is a pit dug in the ground. Um, it's about two feet across. Um, it's not deep but it seems to be filled with ashes. Um, there's a, a pile of them in the middle. It's an odd spot for a burn pile. You'd expect that if there's a burn pile, it's out in the back somewhere. Mm. Um, and you can smell something. It smells a little bit like, um, like church, like incense. You know, when you walk mm. into a church, you can smell it on the, if the wind, if the air is blowing in the direction. Um, Dr. Elias, uh, you are rather startled as you come up to the front of the house because you're immediately, you immediately believe 
that somebody is staring at you from the window uh, on the on the ground level, um, and they're as pale as as snow. Uh, it's a, a man and he's staring at you, um, and it takes you a moment to realize that it's probably a statue. Yeah, so uh, Dr. Elias, yeah, Dr. Elias will, will gasp and uh, grab the closest person next to him, who is Dr. Is it, yeah, Dr. Quilton. Grab, uh, grab him by his shirt. And... Whatever's the matter, Jackson. Uh, no, I apologize. It was this, that bust up ahead that uh, made me jump out of my skin. What? I, I sort of take a closer look now that he's mentioned it. Oh. My, why would they put it there? That's a rather odd place to place a bust. I guess, you think, uh... You think so? Normally, you'd want it to be seen by people inside, not, uh, staring into your windows. Yes, it looks like a sentinel. Anyone in the room would be looking at the back of its head. It's odd. Maybe they're pulling a prank on the gardener. Mm, I wouldn't put it past some of us. Was there a, a mailbox at the front gate? Um, yes. All right. So they're not trying to kill the mailman. He never comes inside. Curious. Um, Dr. Palermo, what, what's this? Uh, you, as you're going by that pit, I'm assuming. Yeah. I, you know, it, it, I wouldn't think that uh, it was rubbish that was being burned, but it's... Uh, more pleasant than that. Uh, uh, Incense? Something, something aromatic, certainly. A ceremonial pit of some sort? Can I recognize the uh, smell? Uh, like I say, it sort of smells like church. Like it's, uh, church Is it churches. dug into the grass of the lawn? Um, it's, it, it's kind of, yeah. I mean, it's kind of dug into the grass. It doesn't look like it's supposed to be there. About how deep? Uh, only maybe a foot deep and a couple of feet around. Um, I, I pull out my... Um, and it doesn't look like there's anything special about it. It's just sort of like... A, it looks very much like where you'd burn your garbage, but it looks yeah. more like ashes and stuff. Maybe from, Is it a large pile? Not particularly. Uh, composition is mostly bits of charcoal and and... I mean, it just smells. It's got a, a kind of a nice fragrance to it. So it uh, is the, it the the chunks are charcoal-like enough that it's not likely to be a burnt book, for example. Correct. Which yeah. would be fine ash. Right. Quilton? Can I, um, <clears throat> the chances of me having my field kit with me is pretty high with, you know, uh, archaeological with a brush and a little trowel and pointy things. Um, it's up to you. I mean, do you carry those things to a conference? <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Mm. All the anthropologists get together with their trowels. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, I suppose not. Um, hey, it, um, if, if, if not, is there like a, a stick that I can poke, poke around at the ash with? I don't want to just break anything that's in the fire. Um, there don't seem to be much in the way of twigs or anything like that around. Uh, the, the lawn is fairly well maintained and the, 
the the guard the hedges look nice. I mean, you could you, break if you need, them off. But. If you need to prod it, you can use my pen. Well, I'm just curious um, why someone would be burning incense here. Do you guys make a habit of going through people's trash on their own property? When you're asking for help, I'm just curious. I, I, I know Southern hospitality dictates we don't, but uh, you know it, it's it's lost on me the intricacies of the North. Uh, you're an anthropologist. Do um, just do a general knowledge role. Your uh, education. Nope, I haven't got my anthropology head on. How about your occult? Do you have any occult? I have. Yeah. Do you want me to re-roll? Right. Yeah, go ahead and roll, roll yeah. occult. Now, oh, for, from, for me, occult has to do with any kind of religion. So okay. um, it reminds you of maybe the place where the priest dumps what's left over of the, the stuff that he used in church. Um, if he's got like, you know, he's been burning incense in the church, so. just, you know, cleans it out there and goes on that might be what smells. I, I got a hard occult role yeah i think that's that's kind of what you're surmising it's definitely that's the incense that they use in church like frankincense it's not like an it's egyptian kind of a myrrh cinnamon cinnamon smell yeah there's there's no so, mistake in that yeah so a well, ceremony of some sort i fail to see how it uh, pertains to our current predicament i agree dr archibald well, Dr. Jackson, since you're our expert on good manners, uh, perhaps you should make the introduction. Absolutely. So I walk up to the door. Is there a knocker? Oh, yes, there is. Oh, yeah, we'll use the knocker. Okay. Make sure it's not a statue, Jackson. Yeah. Um, as soon as you knock, uh, you hear some squeaking. Uh, sounds like it's right inside. And it's like, oh, oh, dear. Um, other guests are already arriving. Um, uh, the door is open. Would you mind? I will open the door for my uh, followers. All right. You open the door and you're looking into a very nicely appointed, um, foyer of this house and standing on a ladder, uh, a few feet inside the door, uh, is somebody who's dressed very nicely, but they're, they're obviously like a butler and he's He's dusting the uh, chandelier that hangs right over the, the thing. And he's like, oh, oh, um, have I forgotten our lip? Are you, are you one of uh, Mr. Whalen's guests? I'm, I'm afraid not. We uh, seem to have broken down the road. Yeah, and just uh, we're looking for some help. Do you guys happen to have a telephone? Oh, oh, dear. Um, uh, yes, uh, just a moment. And he, uh, he, uh, puts the stuff away and he starts climbing down the ladder. Um, he says, uh, so you've, you've had a, a, a car accident or? No, I believe uh, Dr. Martin could explain it a bit better. I didn't see exactly what was going on, but we have broken down. Yes, um, yes we do have a phone. Um, uh, do you know should... whether, where the nearest garage is? We're going to need to have service. We're just oh. down the road. Um, that's probably back in Regal Fork. Mm -hmm. um, they're they're quite a ways back. Yeah. Um, what do you? Um, uh, it's just. Oh, pardon me. We're uh, we're having a a, a a get together tonight, and mm. uh, we're just uh, preparing. Uh, please please come inside. Come inside. After you, Doctor Eve. Um. Yes. Thank you. Uh, we don't wish to disturb your preparations at all. Uh, 
we shouldn't chubby for too long, we don't think. Of course, of course. Um, I would like you all to do spot hiddens. Regular? Nope. Extreme, 4%. Oh, I, I, I just got a hard, I got a 10. Okay. Um, those of you who got regular and hard, um, something about the chandelier strikes you a little odd, um, but you can't quite place your finger on it. Um, it's, it's not candles, it's light bulbs, so they must have electricity, and they're they're glowing brightly, though not, you know, not like modern light bulbs. They're they're kind of a golden, uh, golden light from them. Quentin, what you notice is that uh, the chandelier is slightly damaged, and you're pretty sure that those wires on the chandelier are not connected. They're broken. Well, now let me uh, let me see. You wanted to to make a phone call. Um, you want to call the mechanic? Yes, uh, please. This is the the guy that was up at uh, he was up a a ladder, was he? Right. right. And he was cleaning, presumably cleaning. So, what was he cleaning it with? Uh, he has a, a, a like a duster, a duster, which is now kind of sticking out of his back pocket. Um, um, please come this way. Uh, we'll have you. Uh, we'll have you wait here. Who would like to make the phone call? I suppose it's by vehicle. I ought to. All right. Um, why don't the rest of you wait in the parlor, and um, I'll I'll get my wife to bring you some refreshments here if you're on a long journey. Yes, thank you for the hospitality. And Doctor Eli makes a big gesture of taking off his hat and his coat. Okay. So um, he, yes, thank you. As you step down the hallway a little bit, he opens up a door into the parlor, uh, which you realize from your previous thing is the room with the statue in it. Uh, so uh, you step into that room, and it's a very nice room. There is a fireplace with the fire going. Uh, there's uh, paintings on the wall, there's books, there's uh, uh, like a coffee table, there's comfortable chairs, and there's this odd statue that is facing out the window. Um, but he takes uh, Dr. Martin to the, the, the telephone. Um, let's do the phone first. All right. Uh, and as he takes a few steps down the hallway, uh, he's suddenly met by a woman uh, who he introduces as his wife. Uh, let me give you, I forgot to show pictures. Um, uh, he also introduces himself as Jeremiah Linwood, the butler, and his wife, Rosemary Linwood. Nice smile. <laughs> uh, Rosemary uh, then immediately follows, uh, goes into the the, the parlor with the rest of you to see if you'd like something to drink. Uh, the phone is right over here. Uh, 
Uh, is there somebody you wanted me to uh, call the a mechanic? You said. Yes, uh, and and when I speak, do you think they'll know uh, the Wayland place by oh, name, I'm sure or is would. there an address? Oh, I'm sure they would. We get our our groceries and stuff delivered up here. Very good. So yes, they should know. Um, he takes you to the phone. It's kind of one of those old-fashioned looking phones uh, on the wall, uh, and it's it's near the kitchen. Um, please. Uh, you'll have to talk to the switchboard operator, right? Uh, she's she's like uh, switchboard operator. Uh, Regal Fork, please. Uh, I need an auto garage. Uh, one moment. Uh, hello, this is Ben Turner. Uh, ben Turner's Garage. Uh, Mr. Turner, I'm uh, northwest of town by the Wayland estate, and my car is broken down. Uh, it's possible the gas tank has a leak. Uh, at the very least, uh, it appears that we have no gasoline, although I, I filled it when we were in Regal Fork just about a half an hour ago. And Do you, you have a, got a leak? It, it, seems, it seems probable. All right. Um, well... I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to get that. That's like 20 miles out there, isn't it? It's been a little while since we left town. Yes. Well, let's see if I, if I can finish up here in a bit, I'll, uh, I'll take a drive out there. It might be a couple of hours. Uh, I understand and appreciate it. Um, I'm calling from the Wayland house. If you, uh, I guess have any updates or, need to tell us about a further delay, although I'm not sure. I think we'll be waiting in the vehicle. I should be able to find you. Not much Not much difficulty. There's not much on that road out there anyway. No, it's very quiet. All right. I'll be out there in a couple of hours. So uh, roughly 5 o'clock, you think? Uh, that sounds about right. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Turner. And the last. Sorry, Mr. Linwood. Um, so, uh, Rosemary asks the rest, all of you, uh, would you like something to drink? Uh, coffee, tea, water? Um, it's been quite a long journey. I could, I, I could do with water. Thank you. Right. Okay. Now, uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask about this bust over here. Uh, I nearly jumped out of my skin when I saw, didn't I, Dr. Quilton? My, my name is Elias, by the way, Elias Jackson. You can call me Eli. Uh, yes, Mr. Eli. Uh, what would you like to drink? Uh, well, before that, can you, what is this bust? And I kind of gesture towards it. Oh, it's uh, it's just a bust. Uh, it's uh, actually the bust of uh, Mr. Wayland. Oh, okay. All right. That'd be fine. Uh, do you have any bourbon? Bourbon. Um, I'm not sure. I There's not much the way of alcohol in the house. I can check, though, for you. No, I wouldn't want to put you. about some sweet tea? Oh, that sounds... I can do that. All right, thank you. And, uh, and, uh, you, sir? Uh, Dr. Fellows, um, as I haven't been... We haven't actually been introduced yet, but, uh, <sighs> yes. Um, I'll have some coffee if you 
Got some, yeah. That would be nice. Okay. Um, oh, and where are my manners? I'm so sorry. I'm Dr. Evelina Cronenshield. It's a pleasure to meet you, ma'am. Of course. Uh, very nice to meet you. And you, Dr. sir? Dr. Webster, but you can, of course, call me Archie. We so appreciate your hospitality. Uh, a water for me would be just fine. Okay. okay. And as she's turning around, Dr. Martin, you're rejoining them. Um, and what would you like, sir, to drink? Speak up. <laughs> a glass of ice water would be uh, very refreshing. Thank okay. you. I'll bring that very quickly. Thank you, sir. And she leaves. Oh, uh, right. Gentlemen, well, uh, the, the butler's like, gentlemen, uh, please um, make yourselves comfortable. Um, my wife will bring you something to drink in a few moments. And he, yeah. uh, he steps out. You know, without too much prompting after that, I just sit myself down on one of the sofas and Wait. Has Jeremiah, does he shut the door behind him? Uh, no, he leaves it open. He leaves the building or the room? He just leaves the room. He goes well, probably back to what he was doing. He doesn't shut the door behind him, so I can see him disappear around the corner. I see him go around the corner and down the hall. Okay. Um, sort of, damn, the strangest thing in the hallway. Did anyone else not notice it? The uh, chandelier? No. Should I have? The wires weren't connected. What? What do you mean? The wires weren't connected. Don't be ridiculous, but, man. But the lights were on. No, I, I say this all the time. It could just be a showpiece that's not quite a wire. I mean, uh, it's, it's electricity's kind of new. It might not be on these rural parts. But without the wires connected, why were the lights on? Maybe. They, they were, weren't they? Were they? Yeah, the lights oh. were on. I think they were on. Interesting. Before it would be pretty dark without. Um, it's probable that uh, it's been rewired, maybe inexpertly, and some of the old wire hasn't been removed. Um, Poss possible, possible. Regardless, uh, you know, after we have our um, refreshments, I'm afraid we have a long wait in the car or around the car. Um, the fellow in Regal Fork, his name's Turner, says it's going to be a couple of hours before he can get here. Wow. Well, these fellows seem quite uh, friendly. Why don't we just impose on their uh, hospitality? Well, if they're expecting people, we hardly want to be taking up the house beforehand. Of course, and nothing is worse at a party than uninvited guests. That is true. Um, well, Keeper, the, it, the uh, strange wiring aside, the place is generally in good condition, right? Yeah, yeah you'd say so. It's not... I mean, not, all manner all manor houses have little things, you know, flaws, cracks in the, the plaster and, and things like that. But it, it's not dirty. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Archie, with his uh, fascination with the arts, especially the classical sculptures, wanders over to the bust and examines it a bit more closely. Elias will uh, follow just to kind of see, get his take okay. on it. So... The bust is unusual in that it's facing the wrong direction, and uh, it's it's painted. It's uh, you thought at first it was perhaps um, uh, uh, plaster or uh, marble, uh, but uh, as you look at it, you realize that it's got a a fairly good coat of white paint all over it, um, and of course you're looking at the back of the head. Um, 
doc, Dr. Archie fairly irreverently sort of takes his nail and scratches at the pain and comments to Dr. Jackson and says, oh, Dr. Elias, is, is this not odd to paint over such a beautiful sculpture? Do a, do a luck roll. We're past formalities. You can call me Eli Archie. Very good. Uh, 56. That is actually a pass. Okay. Um, when, you, when you sort of scratch the paint a little bit, you realize that you actually scratch off a little bit of the paint. And um, it's kind of blue-black underneath it. The color of the sculpture so uh, a bit taken aback i sort of surprised myself at my my own irreverence and i'm i i look at elias and say doctor i i must say it it appears as though they've painted over the original now why would someone do that at this i get up to go see what what they're talking about it's, it's, it's been painted is there a plaque of the name of the who the bus is after or anything? Well, like I say, you're looking. You're looking at the back of it. All right, uh, Eli will go towards the front. Okay. Well, you have to kind of squeeze in between the window and the. Uh, or you can try to turn over. it around. Is there <laughs> oh, any? Um, is there any lighting in this room with wires? Um, no this this room is lit, but there's wall sconces that are lit. So you Elect see electrical or Electric. gas. Electric. Um, so did you want to turn the statue around? Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Uh, you turn the statue around, and uh, it's a, a, a middle-aged fellow, you know, with a beard. And um, uh, it's, it's painted black. I mean, it's painted white. Uh, but you can see there is a mark on the bow tie. Um, it's rather odd looking. It's like this. Huh. Archibald, uh, are you familiar with any artists with uh, those initials, CM? Oh, absolutely fascinating and, and brilliantly etched. But uh, I have to say, I have no familiarity with uh, a piece such as this. Um, as you look closer, though, uh, Dr. Archie, you realize it's not so brilliantly etched. It's more like it's been scratched into the, the, the substance. Also, Dr. Uh, Dr. Jackson, when you turned the statue, you realized the statue is very heavy. Perhaps upon further examination, not so much the work of an artist as um, a brute. I'm not quite sure. Almost appears as though it's been scratched in to the to the to the, to the texture. Who would do such a thing? Um, I'm taking a closer look at the symbol. It doesn't appear to be anything I recognize, but uh, do an occult roll. Okay. Yeah, that's a fail. Eighty-eight. Yeah. Uh, can I do an occult roll since I'm there? Sure. Tom, would it be okay if I did one as well? That is a fat fail by one point. <laughs> by one point. Feels good, man. Uh, a 39 will do it for me. My occult is quite high. So. Um, 
you're familiar somewhat, Dr. Uh, Archibald, with um, the works of uh, Alistair Crowley. And it reminds you of something you've seen in some of Crowley's work. Um, he had a system uh, of making symbols that represented uh, something. Uh, he called them uh, kaneas. Uh, it's basically a square with numbers in it uh, and uh, kind of a chart. And it depended on what uh, material you were using uh, as a medium to create the symbol. Um, do, an, do an idea rule about the, uh, the statue. That is a uh, 47, which will be a pass regular. Okay. It suddenly dawns on you the weight of the statue, the color of the metal underneath of it. You're pretty sure that it's made out of lead. And if it's made out of lead from your, from your occult information, uh, that would be aligned with uh, the planet Saturn. My my fine colleagues, I, I I almost forget myself. I feel I do understand a little bit about this statue. You see, from some of my studies, uh, a gentleman by the name of Alistair Crowley, this very much resembles his work. And given the uh, unfortunate uh, residue underneath my fingernail uh, would lead me to believe that this is actually made of lead. And... <laughs> Not only lead, but the color, the the weight, and, and and really this odd symbol reminds me so much of Crowley's work. It's almost as though there is a, a chart or, or or some sort of leaning towards, believe it or not, the planet Saturn. I know that sounds odd, but listen, isn't Dr. Martin an astronomy teacher? Psychology, sir. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, forgive me. Um, I very quickly grab a notepad out of my pocket because, ooh, new code language. Interesting. Copies okay. down symbol. When you what? do that, Archibald, uh, Doctor Archie, takes the opportunity to explain better what he's talking about because it's kind of obscure. But he very quickly draws this little symbol and this alphabet. And to explain it, he says, this is, it's a magical square. Um, all the numbers add up to the same number in all directions. Um, and the Chemia of Saturn looks like this. So the way you would create a symbol is like this. If you wanted to do the word wet, uh, you would find W, which is a five, and the little circle stands for where you start the letter. And then E is also a five. And then T is a two. So the symbol would look like this for wet in the Chemia of Saturn. Um, Interesting. Do these symbols am, match up at all, Dr. Archibald? I am writing very quickly. <laughs> okay, well, um, once you've got that piece of information, then you're probably interested in the symbol that's on the statue. So is so, that the starting point or is that the end point? Starting point is the dot. 
All right. So, um, so what you what you're saying, Archibald, is that uh, our benefactors are um, caught up in this occult fad that's all over. Well, I certainly don't know that I'd call it a fad. It's certainly an area of study that I and many of my colleagues are particularly interested in. But yes, uh, by all intents and purposes, while I don't have a quick answer for, for what this symbol uh, explains, I certainly say that it is certainly a nod to the, the work of uh, Mr. Crowley himself. If I'm, if, if I'm reading this properly, it appears our letters six, Two, one, two, one, three, three, five. Which if, almost certainly means it begins with an O, since the next letter is a consonant. Yes. So let's see. One. Hmm. There's only three choices for each letter, so. Let's see. So if six is O, one is in there twice. Hmm. Most likely five would be E or N, I think. It's oh, it's obstacle. Oh? I believe so. Yeah. Dr. Martin, you are a genius. Beautifully done, sir. Cypher's word interest of mine as a child. I learned Morse code when I was quite young. Ah, I see. Um, you hear somebody in the hall coming towards the room. That will be our beverages. Do you want to turn the statue around right way? Absolutely. Right. I do sc uh, scratch that word onto my notebook and put it back in my pocket. Okay. Um, in fact, uh, uh, Mrs. Linwood, Rosemary, uh, she comes in with your drinks, and right behind her is uh, a gentleman. Uh, uh, looks uh, very much like the statue uh, as he walks in. Uh, Mr. August. Wayland. Oh, he says, oh, we have uh, guests, unexpected guests. Um, I could hear you from other parts of the house. Um, are, are you all right? Um, uh, yes, sir. Um, as it happens, our car broke down shortly before your gate. We... That's what Jeremiah was telling me, yes. Uh, mm. Well, uh, our hospitality is yours. Please uh, make yourselves comfortable. Um, he said that you asked the mechanic to come and take a look at it. Yes, I'm afraid uh, Mr. Turner uh, back at Royal Fork said that it might be a couple of hours, but we don't want to be underfoot. Uh, we understand you have- Oh, uh, that's, that's, that's quite yes. all right. We're having a little get together tonight. We have plenty. My uh, dining room table seats 22. Mm. Oh, it's a magnificent home. We're all uh, from Miskatonic University. We're on our way to a conference ah, in Ottawa. Miskatonic, I know it well. Lovely university. Um, 
Well, please, um, use your drinks. What's the occasion of your um, little get-together? My uh, daughter, Veronica, um, and he points up at the wall. And now you notice these paintings, okay? Um, the painting in the center is of a, uh, a woman. She looks like she's in her, her middle age. Um, and then next to it is a picture of Wayland and her, uh, obviously on their wedding day, a little bit younger. Uh, but then there's also a picture of the two of them and a little girl. And that's who he's pointing to and he says Veronica. And then he points to a graduation picture of Veronica uh, graduating from college. And uh, he says, my daughter uh, is, uh, is preparing uh, to perform a rather um, uh, laborious uh, ritual uh, that has to do with, uh, uh, I don't know what you're familiar with. You said that you're professors? Uh, yes, we yes, are. Are, are any of you familiar with uh, uh, the works of Abramelin, um, 15th century uh, mystic? A bit of alchemy about it, right? Uh, yes, not so much alchemy. Uh, Abramelin believed that he could perform a particular ritual which would allow him to contact his guardian angel. And the guardian angel would then impart to him information, uh, knowledge uh, beyond what normal mortal men have. My uh, daughter is uh, very soon going to uh, begin uh, her, uh, her preparation for the ritual. It takes 18 months. Wow. Have I heard of this uh, Abra Rillum? Um, have, ha have any of us actually? Do do an occult. You can do occult rolls. So I hold on a second. Ah, uh, just missed it. I passed. Okay. Um. I, I mean, those of you who have there, it's it's an obscure reference. Um. But um, in occult circles, he's a rather famous uh, German uh, occultist uh, from, like I say, from the 15th, from 14th or 15th century. Kind of a combination of uh, Jewish and Christian mysticism. Interesting. And uh, Mr. Wayland, uh, what what would be your family's history? How how did you come to to be upon this estate? Oh, my family was in uh, in textiles uh, years ago, but uh, we've we've made our fortune. I'm quite independent of uh, needing to work. My daughter and I have been very interested over the years in. Uh, uh, religions and uh, and things like that. We have quite a collection of texts and tomes in the library. Really, uh, I see. Truly, a beautiful study. I, uh, as a professor of humanities, can certainly uh, appreciate the interest. We have quite a few, uh, quite a few uh, uh, rare pieces and stuff like that in our in our collection. Uh, oh, some, truly, some very interesting statues and some. Could I uh, could I bother you while we wait? Uh, maybe I could. Dust off an old tome and take a gander for myself. 
Well, um, I, I have no problem with, you know, make yourselves at home. Um, uh, I'd rather you don't go upstairs. That's our private rooms. Uh, but uh, you can certainly make yourselves at home here. Wander about if you wish. Uh, uh, the grounds are quite lovely, although it's getting dark. It's, uh, looks like we might be having a bit of a storm tonight. I hope not. Um, I don't know about our guests coming. But um, I will have Rosemary uh, set a place for you at the table, um, just in case. I mean, uh, frankly, the, the, uh, the people in, uh, in uh, Regal Fork are not exactly the most reliable people, but uh, I've never had to deal directly with the mechanic or anyone like that. Well, thank you very much for opening your home and your hearth, and we will absolutely respect your wishes and not go upstairs. My daughter should be down later. I mean, you'll you'll meet everybody at the party. Uh, where will your guests be traveling from? Oh, all over the place. Um, we do this maybe once every couple of months. We just get together and have dinner and chit-chat about old times. I uh, look down at my rather dusty traveling clothes with something akin to dismay. Oh dear. Well, there's uh, uh, there's uh, two restrooms, one one here and one that's up the stairs. If you if you need to use that one, you can. Um, um, I would certainly like to clean up a little bit if, if we might be here late. Of Thank course, you. Of course. Um, anyways, I am uh, preparing a few things, so if, if you don't mind, I'll I'll take my leave and uh, I will come back though. Thank so, you. Uh, yeah. Please make yourself you. at home. Too kind. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Hey. Eli will uh, take a, a, a flask out of his pocket and pour some brown liquid into his sweet tea and offer a lightning in a bottle to anyone. Um, no, thank you. Nothing uh, Dr. more reliable than country uh, hospitality. Dr. Archie's in. <laughs> Absolutely. Here you go, my friend. Yeah, I'm hoping to be driving soon. Otherwise, oh, quite. Um, I'm, I'm more, I'm more of a wine woman. You understand? Mm. Well, I can respect uh, that. Uh, uh, did uh, Rosemary stick around for that conversation, or did she make a retreat? No, she, she gave you uh, your drinks, and then she retreated. Uh, you so, got the impression that she's cooking. So, sure. Well, I guess I'm. Uh, Going to take the man at his word and and uh, strike off uh, for the library. I will follow you, Doctor Martin. If that was the front door and this is the parlor with the statue, and she came from that way, that's probably the kitchen. So I think maybe across the foyer is my first guess. That I would concur. That well, would I make sense. And I'm going to clean up first, but then I'll join you after that. And. All right. Dr. Archie's uh, tad interested in Dr. Fallow's previous accusation, so he tugs on his sleeve and asks if he wouldn't join him in, in re-examining the chandelier. Oh, absolutely, Webster, absolutely. I know what I saw. All right. Um, Eve, uh, you meet the butler in the hallway, and he directs you to the restroom. Uh, when you get there, it's a nice restroom. It's kind of in the Art Deco style. Uh, the tiles are clean. Um, and you can freshen up. While Which I do very quickly. Um, is there anything just 
because I do, I still have some of those things we've been seeing in the back of my head during all of this. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take a, like, not, I, I'm still just freshening up. I'm just going to sort of lick my eyes around see if I notice anything off. Okay. Do a uh, spot with me there. Nope. Okay. I see nothing. Um, about the only thing that you can see when you're in the restroom is you take a glance out the window and you can see the, uh, the grounds. Um, you can see what looks like a, you thought at first from, from outside that it might've been a barn, but it might be more like a garage. Uh, you know, where maybe they keep the cars. It doesn't look like there would be horses on this property. It's not big enough. There's forest all around. And you can just sort of out of the corner of the window look, kind of straining to look. You can see there's a large well uh, in the the very back of the property. They have to get their water from somewhere. Well, I'm I'm about as clean as I'm getting. I'll go find the the others in, in the library. Okay. Um, Archie and Quentin, you go back out into the hall and um, the, um, the, uh, the chandelier is definitely glowing. I mean, it's lit. Um, but uh, uh, Dr. Fallows points to the spot where you can see, you can definitely see the exposed wire on at least two of the uh, fake candles in the chandelier. And that, that metal is frayed. There's no way those lights should be working. Dr. Fellows, I, I must apologize. You clearly were correct in your assessment. Could there not be some other explanation? There might be some newer wiring, I guess. I don't know. You almost have to hide the wiring, but then leave the old wiring. It doesn't make any sense. And there doesn't look like there's like fresh plaster or Mm-mm. work done that could possibly hide nope. new wiring. In fact, uh, you're pretty sure that the butler was dusting off um, cobwebs. How high is the chandelier? Oh, uh, it's about 15 feet. Snow. Is, is the stepladder still there? Uh, no, it's been moved. Well, unfortunately, Dr. Fellows, I, I don't know that there's much more we can do at this time, but I certainly apologize for my, my outburst earlier. Your assumption was clearly correct. Mm, there's something strange going on. Certainly between uh, that odd bust and uh, your observation, I would say this is certainly no ordinary house or manor. And they're going to have a ritual tonight. Or... Well, certainly by, uh, by the sounds of Mr. Wayland, he certainly is in the belief category as it relates to the occult. And Sounds rather fascinating. I wouldn't mind um, being a spectator, a fly on the wall. Uh, certainly agree with you there. We should probably find the others. Mm, yes, let's see how good this library is. After you, Archibald. And off we go. All right. Um, the two of you, 
have stepped into the library. Um, uh, it's a beautiful library. It's uh, well appointed. There are books uh, floor to ceiling, uh, maybe seven layers of books going up. Uh, you can see that there are a number of books that are on the uh, table in the center of the room. There is a lectern over to one side uh, uh, with a book on it. And uh, uh, there are, uh, once again, very comfortable chairs. Uh, you notice, uh, uh, do a spot him, actually. Eighty-two will not suffice. That is just a regular success for me. Okay, uh, Doctor Elias, as you're looking around, uh, you notice that somebody has been um, smoking a cigar because there's still a cigar sitting in the the thing with smoke coming off of it. There's also a fireplace in here, by the way, um, which is crackling nicely. A bit of a relief. Yeah, that was, yeah, I agree. I was uh, curious of uh, the standards here. You also notice that there's a, an old woodcut uh, that's framed on the wall that looks like this. Now, Dr. Martin, what do you make of this over here? Well, it seems as though this household is obsessed with alchemy. Uh, I wonder if that's, uh, oh, what's his name himself? Um, Albigensis or whatever he said, doing some kind of, he's got, I wonder, so that's the sun and the moon that he's commanding, but his staff had something on it. Do you suppose that could be Saturn? I, I suppose so. I'm not that. Uh too well-versed in astronomy. Well, again, astronomy isn't the uh, matter. Yeah, Abramelin. Uh, I'd like to, um, well, let's see what book is on the lectern. All right. Perhaps Veronica will be reading a sap sample tonight of something from Crowley or... On the lectern is a big leather-bound Bible. Oh. And it's open to Genesis, uh, but there is a big bookmark um, that's also in the book. Uh, do you want to see the Genesis passage? Or do you want to look at the bookmark? Uh, well, I'll start with the Genesis, if it's obvious, and then flip it open. This is what stands out to you. Genesis chapter 3, verse 22. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Does that translation seem quite on to you, Jackson? Is that the King James, or is there some variant there? Would that be a history, Tom? Um, sure, or a cult, whichever one you want. 
uh, that will be an extreme success for history. Okay. Sounds like the King James. <laughs> that would be uh, the King James Bible. You know, it is uh, in several mysteries in Genesis, of course, it being one of the earlier books, as far as we can tell philologically. But cherubim, of course, are plural, and so is Elohim. And that whole business about uh, Jehovah fearing that Adam would eat of the tree of life and be somehow his equal always struck me as, well, psychologically of interest. Let's see what uh, they were marking. Uh, the book of Ezekiel is also marked. Oh, speaking of psychological. Oh, this would be brought up your alley, Dr. Mom. Chapter one. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud, and a fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was about it, and out of the midst thereof as the color of amber, out of the midst of the fire. Also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man, and every one had four faces, and every one had four wings, and their feet were straight feet. And the sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot, and they sparkled like the color of burnished brass. And they had the hands of a man under the wings on their four sides, and they four had their faces and their wings. Their wings were joined one to another. They turned not when they went, they went every one straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, they four had the face of a man, and the face of a lion on the right side, and they four had the face of an ox on the left side, they four also had the face of an eagle. Thus were their faces, and their wings were stretched upward. Two wings of every one were joined one to another, and two covered their bodies. And they went every one straight forward, whither the spirit was to go, they went, and they turned not when they went. Um. Dr. Elias, as the others are joining you in the room, I'd like you to do a spot with me. It is a hard fail. Okay. <laughs> uh, the others come in and uh, join you just as uh, Dr. Martin is finishing up uh, reading from the Bible. I'd be curious how this links to the ritual that's going to be performed tonight. Look of his, uh, that passage sounded somewhat familiar. Was that uh, Ezekiel? Mm. Yes, the, the ancient conception of angels. I can't really imagine how uh, the American Puritan forebears pictured this thing that was always going straight and whose wings were always straight and had four animal heads on one head but was a man somehow. It's really quite unimaginable. Um, brushing up on your uh, Judeo-Christian theology there, Dr. Martin. Mm, there was a bookmark at it. This in Genesis was open. Uh, and we wondered whether, yeah, since we know there's going to be some kind of um, spiritual exercise taking place this evening, whether they were related. Certainly felt like Mr. Wadeland hinted at that earlier with his uh, labors, as he called them. And he, he did mention that this ritual was to supposed to try and contact an angel. Hmm. Now, I've read some young, but I haven't read this Crowley fellow, although perhaps it would be of interest for a psychological paper. He's, he seems fairly mm -hmm. mad. 
What do you suppose the idea is of having a representation of the patriarch marked as an obstacle facing the front and perhaps facing that um, incense burn that I assume Veronica did preparatorily for her? Uh... I'm not certain of that. Um, I'm going to go look over that woodcut, or rather, do I see the woodcut? Yeah, you see the woodcut. Okay, I'm going to go over and have a look at that. Hmm. It looks like it's, you know, probably 16th century. Maybe. If it's original, it's worth a, a, a small fortune. But I Oh, mean, certainly. Uh, this How big is it? The not cut. very big. Hmm. It's noticeable, though. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, it's placed in a prominent spot. Possibly a book plate originally, I should think. Possibly. It, this could very well have, have been a frontispiece. Uh, what was the genesis, you said? Uh, it was uh, regarding the Tree of Life and the expulsion of Adam from Eden. And then it opened to the Ezekiel, which, as you, as I heard, you were describing the, the creatures he saw. Mm. Uh, Eve, do a spot hidden for me, Eve. Right, so both involved angels, the angels with the flaming sword and the nope, angels of Ezekiel. Does that look like an angel in the woodcut between the sun and the moon? It's very strange looking. Yeah. Have I, uh, does, does it look familiar at all to me? It's, it, it definitely looks like, you know, some sort of alchemic symbol, maybe. Um, you, you do wonder if that is supposed to be Abramella, the, the wizard. I have a fair bit of uh, occult skill. Can I, um, and recognize the symbol. Uh, the, the you can go ahead and try. Yeah. Okay, I tried. No, no luck. Um, do a Quinta do a, a, a spot hidden now. 98. <laughs> okay. Everyone's dice are failing them right I, now. I was hot earlier. Um, all right. So, uh, I mean, you guys are in the room. Do you want to? There's lots of stuff in the room. Yeah, you I can don't also like... tell that there are missing books. Um, just because I'm curious. Does it have uh, a system? Sorry, uh, Doctor. Yeah, uh, I actually wanted to look. You mentioned missing books. So, just for curiosity's sake, I might want to look over at where a prominent missing book is and see what's around it. Okay. Um, you become, you begin to realize that most of the texts in the room are about metaphysics. There's, uh, there's philosophy, there's uh, a lot of stuff about angels. Uh, there's um, the, the, the missing books, uh, what you find, you, you find a lot of stuff on um, Islamic uh, religious stuff, but the Quran seems to be missing. Maybe that's, one of the missing books right there in the middle. Um, uh, there's there's some Jewish, there's a lot of Jewish mysticism stuff, uh, but there's no copy of the Torah. Uh, so you're wondering if that's somewhere else. Maybe that's one of the missing books. Um, you do find uh, a couple of interesting things. Uh, you find... Uh, 
a rather famous occult text called the Key of Solomon, uh, which uh, almost all of you recognize, which is probably one of the most famous grimoires. And you also find a book written in German that says something about Abramelin on the front of it. Alas, I, I specialize in the Romance languages. I don't have German. Dr. Eve, uh, what is it that you observe about the, the books around the room? What is it that you're seeing? It seems like they, he's, they're very interested in metaphysics, philosophy, that sort of thing. But what I've noticed specifically is that you see here, I, I point to one, this is all Islamic mysticism, but I don't see a Quran. Over hmm. here is Jewish mysticism, much of that, but again, no Torah. Uh, and a fascination with the Abrahamic religions, and yet the books that they they most most heavily rely on seem to be missing, except for, for the Bible here. And then, if you over here, if 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 you'll see, I beckon you all over. Um, I've got a key of Solomon, which I'm not surprised I have that. And then we also have, and it appears to be an Abramelin, but it's in German. If this was in Latin or any of the Roman, well. Actually, wait. Could I possibly roll against own language for this? Because English and German are very close. Um, they're not really close enough. You'd be able to pick out a few words. Uh, do you pick up the book and take a look at it? I am at least at least somewhat curious to see what I, if I can get anything. Okay. If, but but if only this was in Latin, I might have a better shot. Do a do a knowledge. Uh, uh, that sorry, yeah, that that would be intelligence. Intelligence. Okay. Or education. Dang it! I have an. How about Indian... it's actually it's education that oh, passing. Okay. Experience. Well, try that again. <clears throat> Fifty-four out of seventy-five. Okay. Um. You realize that the copy, this copy, uh, is a partial translation of uh, the Book of Abramelin from the German, uh, you think. Uh, and there is, a, there is a foreword in the book that's in English. Oh, hello. Added to it. Uh, we have a, so, a, a, bit, a bit of a translation and a foreword. Let me see. So this is what you get. Here's the book, and can you read that? The Book of Abermelon is a 15th century grimoire written by Abraham of Worms, born 1392 approximately, died circa 1458, a Jew from Worms, Germany. The focus of the book is a long and complex ritual known as the Abermelon Operation, named after Abermelon the mage who taught it to Abraham. It allows magicians to contact their holy guardian angel. There are numerous benefits from this from knowledge and conversation with one's holy guardian angel. Initially, this allows the magician to summon and bind a myriad of demons so they can no longer have a negative influence upon the magician's life. Following this, the magician has the ability to use a number of magic squares in the book, giving them access to a wide range of powers. For example, premonition, transmogrification, flight, invisibility, conjuration, etc. The text advises these powers are only to be used when there's a true need for them. The Book of the Sacred Magic of Abramelin the Mage is divided into three books. 
Book one is a letter from Abraham to his son Lamech, explaining that the knowledge imparted in this collection will be his inheritance. Abraham then outlines the quest he undertook to obtain the veritable and sacred magic that has been passed down through the ages and ultimately to him by Abramelin the mage. Book two contains very detailed and complex instructions on how to perform the Abramelin operation. This involves months of prayer and studying of religious texts in a precisely con constructed environment before the magician's holy guardian angel will appear. After this, the magician summons and binds the demons of hell. Book three contains a large number of magic squares and explains the powers that each one grants. They can only be used, they can only be used once the, ma the magician has, I believe that should be communed, with their holy guardian angel. Its systematic and scientific-like approach to magic made the book popular with the cultists of the period, but it also developed a reputation as being dangerous because it detailed how to bind demons. Some believed that dark forces desired this knowledge to be suppressed, and it, therefore, put owners of the book in danger. Oh, my. Oh, well, what, what is this? It appears to be a book plate. Well, this is actually the cover. Oh, yeah, that, oh, that, oh and this is the cover. That appears to, could that be a, if, the, if that's a square, it's a larger one. Ah, das, yes, I can somewhat pick it out. Das Buch der Erlen All right. It appears it can be read both ways, both uh, left to right and uh, top to bottom. Ah, you're right. And up to down. Down to up. That's right. Has, there's a, Do any of you a, have Latin? Uh, I, I, I study the Romance languages. Like, that is my specialty. So if I don't at least know Latin, I'd be shocked. Do uh, I do. do? I have Latin. All right. Roll Latin. And it's a success. I'm, I'm back. Ha <laughs> um, Oh, just missed an extreme success. 17. Okay. Um, Sator Arepo Tenet Opera Rotas. Very, very odd to try to translate, but you would guess that it means something like uh, the farmer or the one who plants the seeds uh, plows his fields with great difficulty. That's a very, the one who sows his seeds plows his fields with great difficulty. Hmm. And it is the same in forward, backward, uh, up and down. It's a four-way palindrome. This almost is it. This almost sounds biblical, does it not? Yeah. I mean, looking, uh, looking in the book itself, you see the back end of the book is filled with these things. Um, it's the only one that I've got. So. <laughs> um, about this time. Uh, you hear a noise out in the hall. You hear clap, 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 the, uh, the, the door knocker. And uh, you guys see uh, Jeremiah go by. And uh, you hear him go down the hall and he opens up the door. And he says, um, Uh, he goes down the door and he says, ah, Mr. Goodman, you've arrived. Uh, hello, Jeremiah. How are you? 
Uh, please come inside. Uh, uh, has anybody else arrived yet? You hear Jeremiah say, well, we have some unexpected guests. Apparently their car broke down and uh, they're waiting for a mechanic. Oh, well, um, where are they? Uh, I believe they're in the library. I says, all right, well, uh, uh, could I have some tea or something like that? Sure. And suddenly around the corner comes a uh, rather tall, um, I wouldn't say handsome, but um, uh, normal looking fellow. Uh, he comes inside and he's like, ah, uh, uh, hello, um, uh, Lester Goodman. And he puts out his hands to uh, shake your hands. I put the book back so I can go greet him. Um, hello, hello. Uh, Charmed. Well, it's fortunate that you're here. You're here for uh, for dinner, I suppose, and some nice conversation. Well, hopefully not. Uh, we should be, we are expecting a mechanic here pretty soon. Well, I hope they fix your car. What's wrong with it? Uh, we believe our gas tank may have sprung a leak. Gas tank sprung a leak. That could have been dangerous on the way up here. You didn't, uh, were you coming from the north or the south? You should have seen the car just, uh, you know, a dozen yards down from the oh, cave. Oh, yes, so. yes, I, I saw it. I, uh, I didn't know why you uh, parked outside. Right, there's ample drive within, quite. Uh, yes, that's about as far as we could make it. Uh, and we're lucky to not have been, you know, quite oh, in the middle you, of forest. Would you care for a cigar? Uh, thank you, I'm uh, already. I would love one, thank you. I don't smoke, thank you. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, do, would, would you rather we didn't smoke? Um, no, it's all right. Um, if, if you would like to smoke, don't don't take it on account of me. Uh, well, that's mm. nice of you. He sits down in one of the wing chairs and uh, lights up his uh, cigar. So, um, uh, where are you coming from? We're all uh, up from Miskatonic on our way to a conference in Ottawa. Ah, oh, Miskatonic. I know it well. It's a lovely place. Uh, been there many times. Mm. Uh, do you, uh, uh, where are you coming from, Mr. Goodman? I'm uh, coming from Salem. Mm. Ah, not, not too far away then. No, not too far at all. Not from Arkham. And um, do you uh, regulate? Uh, Mr. Wayland intimated that he holds ritual events here every so often. Are you a regular? Oh, uh, uh, you mean his monthly things? They're not rituals. It's just dinner. Oh, it's not how it's explained to us. Um, oh, you're probably thinking of Veronica. Veronica is getting ready to do the uh, Abramelin uh, operation. Are you familiar with it? Fleetingly. Takes, uh, takes months, 18 months, I believe. Um, does uh, she plan to yes. summon demons here? I think that happens towards the end, once they, mm. uh, after, after, is it after, after the uh, uh, guardian after angel? Uh, after uh, dessert, I hope. <laughs> I would presume that safety measures are being taken for both her and the um, well, you don't you don't have to worry about that for at least eighteen months. So, 
Well, Mr. 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 Goodman, you sound nothing if not skeptical. I, you don't actually believe. That. <laughs> well, my business, I'm a, a rare books dealer. Uh, I, in fact, helped uh, uh, Waylon find the, uh, the Abramelin uh, text. Uh, you see, there's a lot of uh, fake ones going around. Uh, difficult to tell the difference. There's a French version of it that leaves half of the information out. Uh, poor old Whalen tried himself the, uh, the Abramelin operation, but uh, the text misinformed him. They told him he only needed to go for six months. Um, Would that book happen to be in him, or do you think it's uh, Oh, I'm sure he still has it around somewhere, but... Uh, and it's the language of the original says. text, what, what was it in? German. Very good. Um, uh, yeah, well, there's a copy there. Uh, I see that. Was that the one that you were looking at earlier? Is that you or him asking? Uh, he's, he's, I'm sorry. I'm sitting here turning to the picture on the screen who I'm right. talking to. <laughs> he's right. talking to you, Jen. Right. But what I mean is, like, so he, well, what I mean is, 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 is it him asking or is that keeper asking? He, no, he's asking. You were you were putting it away as he was. Ah, oh, yes. Um, actually, I believe it was. Um, I must admit, it was my first contact with, with, with such an item. Um, is that the copy you managed to procure? Um, uh, yes, that is the copy. I, I, I'm sure he's he's studied it. Um, um, you know, if you're ever you, you're inter interested in the occult, I have a business card. Uh, here is uh, my business card, uh, Lester and, Goodman. And um, Arch Arch Archibald reaches up and uh, grabs the book that we're about to put away and takes one more pass um, at attempting to read it. My German is fairly good, so I would like to give a, a greater look one more time. Okay. Um, go ahead and uh, roll for German. Yeah. Uh, 64 against the 75, which is a pass. Pass. Um, you, you start to read bits and pieces of it, and you realize that it's not in modern German. It's in, uh, I think it's called Middle High German. Uh, it's, so you can start to sort of get the gist of it, and then you realize that you'd have to study the text in order to understand it. It would take you quite a while. Understood. So I'll, I'll put the book back and I'll, I'll just kind of reference to my colleagues at, you know, uh, totally understanding what uh, Mr. Glenwood is saying or Goodman is saying, but uh, uh, simply nothing, nothing to be gained from this particular text at this time. Um, well, they're chatting. I'm going to, there were some books that were set out on a library table. Mm -hmm. What, what's, what's sitting around? Um, just more mysticism books. I think um, it stands out though. Okay. Things about yeah, things about angels. Um, Real quickly, I, I pull Eve aside and just ask what what it says on the business card from Mr. Goodman. Um, I show it to him. It says Lester Goodman. Okay, fair uh, enough. Salem, Salem, Massachusetts. Address, I would assume. Contact information, maybe. Um, no, there's no address. There's yeah. no phone number. Hmm. Elias is going to go take a look at the Jewish mysticism books. Okay. Um, as you guys are sort of looking around the room, I'd like you all once again to do a spot hidden. 
38. I have that, an extreme that, success. Yeah, that's a pass. Normal. And a vanilla success. 36. Pass. Okay. Oh. Um, you don't know if it's Mr. Goodman or not, but with his cigar, he sort of points for a moment. At least that's kind of the way uh, Dr. Martin, you, you pick up on it. Mm -hmm. And you just sort of glance in the direction that he points, and you realize that the lectern that the Bible was on also has a uh, sculpted front on it uh, on the other side, and it is an eagle. And it's been incised. Uh, it's a symbol. Uh-huh. Ah. Uh. A bit like a G. And there's a starting point. Dr. Martin, I do believe this is your speciality, uh, although not academic, <laughs> purely in your skill set. <laughs> right. Seven, nine, five, one, six, five. Seven, nine, nine. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, correct. Seven nine nine five one six five. No, no, no. Seven nine nine one six five. There's no, there's no oh. vertex in the five in in, in the line from nine to one. Well said. Good catch. Prison. Very good. Hold on. Outstanding. It's curious that these, uh, you know, from a psychological standpoint, why are the words that are encoded about the house such negative things? Because the ones who can't, the one who plants the seed, I believe, is that what it was? The one who plants the seed mm -hmm. cannot well, plow. Right. Finds difficulty yeah. in his work. Difficulty. An he, obstacle, a prison. And he did, he did say that. Um, I mean, uh, Mr. Whalen did say that Veronica was uh, performing the ritual. Is it, isn't one's child considered a seed? Hmm. Are indeed. Uh, Keeper, we've been here perhaps an hour. Yeah, probably. Um, so it's four-ish. Um, we haven't gotten a, f a phone call from Mr. Turner saying he's hurrying back, so it's the likelihood that we're staying for dinner increases. Right. Uh, um, and it's getting, it's still May, so it's already a little twilight, yes? Correct. Mm -hmm. right. I'm gonna uh, say that uh, I'd like to have a stroll outside uh, while there's mm -hmm. still light, and if anybody wants to accompany me, I, might like, Martin, I would be remiss if I would not. I would like to do that also. Um, and once we're outside, whoever all is coming with. Okay, well, let's wait until we're outside. Okay. Um, so you guys all decide you're going to take a stroll outside. And as you are standing up in the library, you hear another knock at the door. So just as you're getting ready, you're standing, you're just getting ready to walk out of the room as Jeremiah walks by you. 
and perhaps you step out a bit into the hallway as he goes to the front door and uh, he opens up the front door and as he opens up the front door, there's a man standing there that you all kind of recognize. And he says, "Ah, oh, Jeremiah, how are you doing? Ah, oh, Mr. Goodman, it's so good that you made it today. Uh, please uh, come inside. Wow, is the party getting uh, started yet? And he says, oh no, not, not yet. Only a few people have arrived. We have guests. Uh, they have uh, uh, had some car trouble. Uh, they're unexpected, but uh, they're waiting for the mechanic. And he steps inside and it is an identical copy of Mr. Lester Goodman who's in the other room. And he comes over to you and says, oh, so very nice to meet you. Uh, my name is Lester Goodman. Um, it's a pleasure. Uh, how are you all? Um, it's, uh, sorry, news about your car. Um, yes, we uh, seem to have sworn a leak, but hopefully in the next hour or so, we should be having a mechanic here to fix it. Um, please, but, but, but please, don't let us keep you. From the other room that you're, you're kind of halfway in and out of, uh, maybe you're in the door, you look over and Lester's sitting there smoking his cigar, um, uh, musing to himself, and he suddenly goes, uh, Lester, is that you? He goes, oh, is that Lester? And he steps forward and looks inside and goes, Lester, I haven't seen you for so long. And he goes over and shakes Lester's hand. And uh, he says, how have you been doing? He says, I've been doing very well. Thank you. Uh, why don't you. Would you like a cigar? And they have this conversation. I would Quick. probably Are they wearing the same clothes? Exactly the same clothes. Dr. Monday, they didn't read a passage about they were they had identical faces for exactly the same faces. And what? this, I sort of catch everybody's eyes to sort of do like a... Twins? Right. <laughs> yes, I do. I, I, I suppose I walk over to the Lester Goodmans mm -hmm. and uh, try and act nonchalant and say, Oh, how is it that you two know each other? Oh, oh, we've known each other for years. Um, Lester, this is uh, Dr. Webster, was it? That's right. And oh, uh, nice and Lester, the one to the one that just walked in the door. Mm -hmm. uh, what business do you find yourself in? Oh, I'm a rare book dealer. Very uh, good. Perhaps you would like my card. I, cert he, he I certainly would. Card. And I, I take it and certainly say, well, it was an absolute pleasure meeting you and uh, shuffle back over to Excuse, to excuse me, gentlemen. Um, don't you think it's rather strange that you look identical? They look at each other. They're like, what do you mean? Well, you're wearing the same suit, the same shoes. I don't think that I look shirt. anything like him. And, and he says, I don't think I look anything like him. Uh, you're just unfamiliar with us. Of course, of course. But please, don't let us keep you. Um, I'm certain you would like to enjoy your cigars without us hanging over your shoulders, yes? You said you were going to take a walk outside. It's a nice, nice evening. Yes. Um, let's take that walk, shall we? Mm. Um, I guess I'll make a psychology roll to see whether the Lester's seem to be entirely in earnest and not taking the piss. Okay. 
because they can't not notice. Yeah, regular success. They seem to mean what they say. Yeah, they seem generally delighted to, to see each other for so since it's been such a long time. All right, and as we're hurrying outside, giving each other looks, uh, Webster, does his card also say he's from Salem? Uh, yeah. Keeper. It's identical. It, it's I, an identical card. I pull uh, mine out again to, to compare it next to yours. I hold it up next to Dr. Eves and say, uh, Dr. Martin, I'm afraid we have an identical match. Do both of you do spot hiddens? 30. 30 uh, even. Wow. Yep. Regular <laughs> that's, pass. That's really preternatural that you both got 30. <laughs> that is kind of crazy. <laughs> because they're, when, they're you look at, when you look at these cards, there is, you know, print the printing process is always absolutely perfect. There is um there is a little nick in the S on one of them, and it's on both of them in exactly the same spot. Okay. Hachi, look. I point. Impossible. There, there's no way. That I was going to mention once we were outside, we may want to look for a bull and a lion if the Bible passage is any indication of anything. But now this? There is obviously something deeply disconcerting here. And I suppose I shove the card back in my pocket I and follow my, the group. I uh, also, as soon as we're, I mean, I, I assume we're outside already, right? Right. Okay, because I've also got my notebook out and I scribble down the prison word. So I've got obstacle, man, uh, prison, eagle. It's, um, it's, there's still some light. Um, it's, you know, it's going towards uh, dusk, um, but it's also pretty cold. Um, the, there's clouds in the sky. Uh, you might have you might have a, a storm tonight. I don't know. It looks pretty unfavorable. Should we go see if uh, the mechanic made it to the car? Or? Uh, there is. I point to the large building. That's not actually a barn. I saw it from the from the restroom. That's actually the garage. Mm-hmm. If, if nothing else, we might be able to find something there if mechanic isn't here. I don't know. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm in a very bad feeling. You worry too much. They open their home to us. It's, it'll be a nice, pleasant dinner. But um, the, the Lester's Goodman, I don't... It's dreamlike. It's so peculiar. And Eli... Archie and I concur. These business cards, they're exactly identical, even down to the nicks in the print. That's not possible. Maybe it's some kind of prank. It's a rather elaborate prank, then. It's a pretty good prank. So, if you're heading towards the garage building, um, uh, you can see clearly there's no lock. Uh, in fact, it just looks like they're, they're like wooden doors. Uh, they're nice wooden doors, but it looks like they would just swing open, you know, like that. Um, uh, the ground over here is gravel and dirt. Uh, there's still hedges and there's still flowers planted here and there that are very pretty. Um, 
you open up the the doors and right right there is a absolutely beautiful uh gray ghost rolls royce oh my i haven't seen one of these in a very long time uh this would have had to have been imported from the, from mm -hmm. the uk like oh this is imported my this is a very expensive car well i'm get to ottawa in style and then if if we must i'd rather we didn't but if this turns out the way i think it the way i fear well we shall see other keys in the ignition um you go and check that uh yeah, yeah you look through the window of the car and yes the keys are in the ignition what is it you fear, um, Dr. Crowninshield? I'm not sure, but if this ritual, there's too many inconsistencies, there's too many. If this, if they can truly pull off this ritual, I, I was not, I was not jesting when I said, asked about safety measures. Well, I mean, as the first Mr. Goodman pointed out, if she starts it tonight, it doesn't get to the alarming bits until uh, some time well into next year. Yeah, I think he said eighteen months. Is the so is the is the is the garage one bay? No, it's actually three bays. It's pretty okay. Large. So this one has a gray ghost, and there's a wall between. But there right. might be three and vehicles. And there's 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 uh, there's openings towards the back. Uh, you can see that there's a workbench. There are uh, tools. Um, and uh, in the back of the garage, you can see there are three red uh, gas cans that are set in there. If we uh, attack could. them, bonk, mm. bonk. is there fuel in them? Uh, so you're going to go over to the gas cans? Uh, you walk over to the gas cans and uh, you open them up and there's there's that sort of moment when you open them where you can smell gasoline, but when you move them around and you look inside, there's nothing in there. Empty, all three of them. All three of them. And right. between the front door, I mean, we crossed the lawn to go over to the garage. Is there, are there two cars in the circular drive? I assume identical cars. No. Or where did Lester Goodman and Lester there's, Goodman come there's from? There's no cars in the drive. Lights without wire, identical guests with no vehicles. Dr. Quinton, do a spot hidden for me. It's a fail. I'm contemplating luck. Uh, 15. No. 25 luck. No. I don't know if that's worth 25 luck. Um, um, I haven't got that much. You, you don't see anything, but you think you hear some noise in another part of the garage one of the other days. Um, can we see into the other bays from 
Yes, you can see into the back of the bays, but when you look, you don't see anything. Someone hear that? Should hear what? What what it sound like? Sounded like it came from over there. Should the rest of us go spot hidden now that we know about this? Um, is there a lot? Is there a light source, a light switch? There is not a light switch. Out it's here. probably just a couple more Lester's Goodman. That's not very reassuring, Palermo. <laughs> no. Dr. Martin, you got the jokes now. I, I like it. <laughs> and you said they're, uh, the only way around is towards the back of the bay that we can... Well, the backs of around. the bays are all connected, yeah. That's okay. kind of where you're looking. So, Joseph was, I mean, uh, Dr. Quentin was standing or the gas cans where he can see all the way to the other end of the garage. So Dr. Archie's going to kind of wander that direction uh, towards the back of the bay, uh, passing workbench, presumably. Okay. Uh, what, what do I see on the workbench as I go by? What you'd expect, there's hammers, there's nails, there's things like that. There's screwdrivers. Um, uh, it looks definitely like there was some work being done. Uh, there are uh, scrap pieces of white, um, white pine, maybe you think that that are that are there, uh, a good quantity of them. So somebody was working on something at some point. Can uh, Doctor Archie pocket a screwdriver on on any place on his person? Sure. Okay. All right. I'm just going to grab one, and if I've got a coat jacket pocket, slide it in there. Okay. Um, and continue to walk towards the back of the uh warehouse or right. garage as um, go ahead i'm keeping an eye i can he's in my line of sight uh yeah in fact he's he's come up to where you're standing and then he's turned to go into the base so he's passed by oh he, he's just passed me is he right yeah um, he takes a couple of steps forward into the next bay uh and he turns his gaze towards the front of the that carport and um dr weber there is someone standing there uh they are about five foot six not very tall um all you can see is a black shadow because the light's coming from the outside uh it looks like your guess would be a woman uh her hair is disheveled uh her clothing is torn and she's standing there motionless as you turn the corner do a a, a sanity roll yep That is a big old fail. Okay. Do a 1D4. 1D4? Yeah. Uh, that's a four. Oh, four. Okay. You turn the corner, you see her, and you yelp and jump back almost into Quentin's arms. Archie! Oh. oh, my God. Webster, pull yourself together, man. Oh, geez. you should have seen it. You should have seen it. It was, it was horrifying. It's just the bus, Webster. Archie, calm down. I saw it too. No, no it was uh, a, a, f a figure in the darkness. It, 
just a horrifying figure in the darkness. Hello, is anybody there? You all suddenly hear something in the next stall growling like an animal. My stomach drops. What? Does it sound like a dog? No, it sounds like a a woman with a real raspy voice growling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, um, Dr. Weber looks pale. He's, he's, he was the only one who could see it, but none of you are in a position to see it. And uh, when he hears the growling, he wants to get the hell out of the, <laughs> the bar. I, I begin I begin pulling away if they're I don't know if they're even holding me back but I, I begin waking my way back towards the the exit back towards where we came from. I'm just stepping backwards slowly. I'm away, doing away that as well. <laughs> I'm going to walk toward the bay door between them and see what's alarmed him so. Okay. Now follow. Just as you are about to get to the bay door something comes around the corner violently and quickly and growls at you uh looks like this oh oh lord um, uh she is almost blue green uh gray um uh, you all do sanity rolls. Ah, uh, okay. Oh. Pass. 42 out of 55. Failed again. <laughs> Solid seven. Yeah, I got a four. And I'd say I if, you, if you pass, do a 1d4. If you fail, do a 1d6. Uh, hold on, I'm going to grab a d4. <laughs> Oh, for God's sake. Thank God. A one for a change. That's a D8. Come on. I've got a bunch of D4s in here. D4s in here. I lost lost five fairly quickly there. Oh, three. You didn't lose them all at once, right? No. Okay. Okay. Um, One, two. She growls and she screams at you, and you all jump back in fear. You probably all scream and jump back. And um, everyone do spot hidden. Fail. Fail. No, I got a natural four. Extreme. Uh, All right. So if you fail, you don't notice anything, except that in that moment that she screams, she suddenly isn't there anymore. But those of you who passed, especially uh, the ones who passed really, really well, that woman, although she's disheveled and, and, and bad, looks like Wayland's wife from the painting in the, uh, in the study. But she's disappeared now. Yeah, there's nothing there. So I'm going to... Um... What the... Was that some kind of projection? Milton, what do you mean? Uh, Didn't look like a projection. 
I, I read, you know, magic lantern trick kind of thing. That that projection, not a mental projection. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, feeling around for a trapdoor or like you suggest a mirror or something. Like I'm checking out where she was to figure out how she could have gone away. You can, what was that? You, you can see where the grass, well, not the grass. Um, you can see where the dis- dirt was disturbed. Uh, it's a dirt floor in the garage? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Looked remarkably like that fella's wife in the picture. You can see where it's disturbed. There's no smoke, Roger's there's mother. no fog or anything Dr. Webster is lost quite a bit of sanity in the last couple of seconds. So he's stuttering a bit and he's going, whoa, whoa, Wayland's wife, whoa, Wayland's wife. Webster, come, come over here. You need some, uh, to sit on some leather. And I open the door to the Rolls Royce. I, I sit down. I'm actually starting to pace because something is starting to come to, together and I'm not sure I like it. I turn the key of the Rolls Royce. Does it? Does the engine start? Nope. Okay. This might. I'm going to uh, go back to the second bay and then the third. Uh, I think if it's possible, if there's any gasoline in the garage, I think we should uh, take it to the car and and be on our way. I, I agree. Agreed. Okay. Because I I I give uh, Quilton a like a look. If that was Veronica's mother, the sower of this, he who sows the seed shall reap, shall plow the field of difficulty. One of the Lesters said he attempted this ritual. Could she have been the result? I, I don't believe in any of this. I, I, I don't think so. I, I think we're just stressed out from a long journey, and let's just get out of here. I, Let's go look for some gasoline. Archie's spending a lot of time hyperventilating right now. Okay. Um. I Eve is one of those people who cannot seem to turn her brain off. So she, it's one of those things where it's like I have all these pieces, but I, I and the picture. I'm not sure if I'm getting the right picture, but I'm not liking what I'm seeing. Right. Um. As you're standing there for that moment. Um, there is a squeak and the door, the, 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 the garage door behind you suddenly moves a little bit and Mr. Wayland comes around the corner and he says, is everything all right? Um, and it startles you, but you don't have to do a sanity roll. Is everything all right? Um. Oh, I see you found the, uh, the rolls. Yeah, I was curious to. Uh, yeah, I would like to hear the engine. Is it is it operable? It, it's a lo- it's a lovely car, sir. Oh, I don't know. We haven't we haven't actually driven much in the last couple of years. We have all of our food and stuff delivered. I don't drive myself. Um. Uh, you all seem as white as ghosts. Are you all all right? Is this place haunted, sir? Haunted? Hardly. Does he... Mm, I'll look at the others. Jeff, you see the ghost? I, be, I believe... Um, 
maybe the lights are playing tricks on us. But um, possibly we are rather tired. Doctor Archibald here is um, almost catatonic. I wave my hand in front of his face. Become quite overcome with uh, excitement. Um, Is there somewhere we can? Oh, there's uh, there's gas cans back here. Have you checked them to see if there's gas? He starts walking towards them. Did you not hear what I said, sir? Uh, I'm sorry. I I was uh, not quite paying attention. What what was it that you said? Is he acting like he's trying to... Do a psychology. Oh, oh no. Misread it. It's 90. I just made it. That's a fail. Um, Dr. Martin, he seems genuinely concerned. Part of what's concerning me is that no one else, I mean, the, the locals don't seem to realize how strange things are. Um, there aren't any locals. Well, I mean, that, oh, those who aren't us. The residents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were told there the dining room seats 22. How many guests are you expecting tonight? Oh, I don't know whoever shows up, but it's not usually that many. Uh, will Mrs. Whelan be joining us? Oh, I'm, uh, my wife has passed away some time ago. She's oh, buried in the sorry. mausoleum there. I'm so I'm sorry for your loss, sir. Oh, uh, she was a lovely woman, Evangeline. Uh, I don't know. Your name is Eve. Is it Evangeline or is it? Um, uh, Evelina. Evelina. Mm. <laughs> that would be quite a coincidence. But uh, no, uh, there, her por- portrait is inside the... Uh, the, uh, the parlor. Feel free not to answer this. I don't mean to intrude, but uh, you did say she died some time ago. Uh, how, how did she pass, if you don't mind my asking? Well, she died of consumption. Okay. Overconsumption or? Uh, no, tuberculosis, no. my tuberculosis. Oh, sorry. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm learned in history. Yes. Um, it was, um, it was very sad. It was, it was right after Veronica was born. Hmm. It's very bad, bad timing. A time of joy and a time of great sorrow. But that, that was uh, quite, quite, quite many years ago. Perhaps in a sense, uh, Veronica needs to find a guardian angel because she uh, didn't have a, a mother figure in her life. Well, that's probably part of it. Um, I mean, uh, it was difficult raising her by myself. He suddenly looks very confused. Hmm. My dear chap, is everything all right? Sir? I'm just having a bit of difficulty remembering what, uh, I mean, I raised her, but suddenly you hear the growling from the other room again. Do you hear something, Mr. Whalen? Uh, now, he's standing over by the gas can at this point. He says, I don't know, is there something in here? And suddenly you hear this screeching, growling thing. And he suddenly backs up and this woman thing 
comes leaping through the doorway and lands on him. And he yells, and you see it sort of bury its fingernails into his chest and rip at his clothing. His clothing gets torn. He's like, what, what, like this? Someone and, uh, grab her! Uh, Eli will leap. Um, all right, Eli, you try to leap and grab her. And as you do, you hit the ground and there's nothing there. Just as the door behind you squeaks and Mr. Whalen comes around the corner and he says, is everything all right? Hmm. And that's probably a good spot to take a five minute break. <laughs> <laughs> So you're standing there, and uh, Mr. Whalen says, um, um, uh, a lot of our guests have arrived. Uh, dinner should be served, uh, you know, within the next half an hour. Thank you, sir. Um, we shouldn't be too much longer. It's a nice car, isn't it? Uh, Beautiful car. Uh, you haven't gotten a call from the uh, the garage people by any chance and mr turner i haven't heard the phone ring uh of course jeremiah would answer ring. as as generous as you have been with your hospitality of course you know we have people waiting for us in ottawa so maybe i'll phone the garage again if it isn't an inconvenience of course of course anytime we've um, shaken his we have shaken this guy's hand when we were introduced to him haven't we yes We've actually touched him. Was there a sanity um, roll for that last thing we saw? Um, you can do a sanity roll if you want. I think you're all more open mouth, just okay. <laughs> Can't pass mine. I'll just say if you fail, you lose a point. So he says, Well, um, when you're ready, join us back at the, the house. And he walks back to the house. You see him walking. Um, forgive me. Uh, we all saw the same thing just then. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I get, uh, Eli gets up off the ground. Uh, yeah, uh, I definitely saw something. So um, let's uh, make a careful search of the garage. Um, if it's possible, we might be able to siphon gasoline from the tank of the rolls, although. If it's been sitting for a couple of years, the gas might not be any good. That, that's what I would guess, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll check, though. We probably might not, we might not be able to use the car. I wish we could, though. Is there any blood on the um, site of the attack? Nothing. Is there anything in this bay of the garage that's sculptural? No. That, that might say have a sigil carved into it? All right. So I'm going to go to the, to the middle bay and just look for gas. And um, you search the entire garage. There's nothing. Doctor Webster is going to walk outside the garage and just collect himself. All right. Is there a number plate on the Rolls Royce? Oh uh, yes, there is. It's a uh, Massachusetts. No, it's a uh, Vermont plate. Vermont. Okay, so a regular plate. Right. Did you all say that was uh, his wife? Is that what you said from the painting? Yes. Indeed. I don't think she died of consumption. Oh. 
there was no blood on her mouth. That... I don't think consumptives turn blue. I, th I think she probably drowned, don't you, Dr. Eve? That is certainly a possibility, but... I'm, I'm going to walk around to the well. What do you think um, Wayland died of then? I'm not sure. I mean, we just saw him get mauled by His that wife. thing. Yes, and he had that lapse of memory beforehand. It's like there are, you know, in, in psychology, people often repeat traumatic experiences in their lives. They recapitulate circumstances that were profound. Yes. And it's as though this place is doing that. Dr. Mar, are you implying that this place is, has its own psychology? The grounds itself? I'm implying that five people who individually considered themselves and each other to be lucid seven hours ago just saw a discolored maniac woman tear a man to shreds and then vanish. And then he reappeared like nothing happened. We all saw it. So unless we are all going mad, there is something here. I suppose we should consider the possibility that Miss Linwood put a strong psychoactive agent in our tea and water. I never drank mine. Oh, I tried to drink mine. Oh, speaking of which, that uh, pocket flask you had, would you mind? <laughs> in this circumstances, I, absolutely not. I'm, I'll and have it after you. This, this, this calls for whiskey. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to go and look in the well because I have a feeling that's where um, Evangeline remains. I'd like to, I'd like to take a look at that mausoleum. I would probably, I would want to look at, at the mausoleum first. Well, because I, I'd rather the well's on the way. You are, you'd have to go past the well to get perfect. Right, that works. Let, let me check on Archie first and then we'll do that. Uh, Archie, you are standing outside, uh, uh, looking around the grounds. Do a spot with me. It is a pass. Okay. So you're standing there for a few moments and you're looking around the grounds and um, you're still feeling the, the sanity difficulty from, you know, uh, whether you actually saw something or not. And, you know, you're shaking your head and trying to pull yourself together. And you, you, you open your eyes and you look around. And the property that you're on is dilapidated. Uh, all of the plants are dead, uh, except maybe for the trees way off in the background. The house looks like it's in bad repair. Um, and it looks like um, there are little bits of snow that are beginning to waft down from the clouds above. Um, 
and then you blink your eyes and everything is back to the way it was. Uh, you can do another sanity roll. You're getting a lot of sanity rolls. <laughs> I failed again. Okay. Just do a, a just take two points of damage and you probably go, ah! <laughs> Archie? I, it's it's not what we think. It, it, okay. It's not what we think, Eve. All right. What happened? What did you see? It's it's it, it's not well kept. It's 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 not perfect. It's it's none of those things. It's it's broken. It's it's wrong. It's all wrong. All right. So all of this, when you say that it. It's not well kept. I, I mean, it, it, it is now, but it wasn't then. I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It, it just, it, there's something deeply, deeply wrong about this place, Eve. I, 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 we, I, we have I, to go. I put my hands on his shoulders. I believe you. And that brings some small comfort uh, to Archibald at that time. And he, he just, calms down for for a moment and, and just takes a couple deep breaths and, and tries to gather himself at that point. All right, the rest of you step outside. I'm going to let them know because this... Ah, oh, she saw something. I think... I think... I think we might be... I think this place isn't just I think there might be, I think there's a ritual, a spell here, or a ritual, or something. I did say not to go upstairs, we could just barge on in. I am not entirely certain I want to know the, the rest of this, but we, uh, she says, but uh, if Quilton, you remember the um, the wires in the chandelier? Yes. What if that was something breaking through? Are you and, all walking towards the well as you're saying? Well, I, I was presuming we were we, we we weren't moving, but we could probably do that after I mentioned this. Did only sorry. Uh, did only Archibald hit, see that um, scene that you described for a brief second, or did we all see that? Only Archie. Only Archie did. He stepped but outside. At, but at this point, right. I have absolutely no reason not to believe him after everything we've seen. Archie, you get the funny feeling that it might actually also be colder than what you guys think that it was. I start shivering and looking at everybody. I, I've clearly lost something along the way. Like I am not in the same place as everybody else around me. And I'm just shivering and going, it's, it's not what we thought. We, we need to leave. We, we need to go. You know, we could, we could, um, we could spend the night in the town car and, uh, you know, perhaps take turns to uh, try to flag down a passerby rather than remaining here. Uh, I mean, obviously, Archibald is um, 
under some strain. And I think all of us are uh, perhaps confused or um, disordered. Did you bring um, any sedatives with you, uh, Palamo? Any? Sedatives? Sedatives? Oh, I, uh, I, I, uh, while a practicing psychiatrist, I, I wasn't expecting to treat anyone uh, on, at the conference in Ottawa. A uh, flurry of snow suddenly starts to fall um, and the temperature begins to drop. Whatever's going on, we need to seek some shelter pretty Actually, quick. Was it snowing? Just, just cold. We just, we just have to go. We have to go. Well, there's nowhere for us to go, Archibald. Uh, Wayland said that the other guests had mostly arrived. There are still no cars here. Is that right? Correct. But the house is gaily lit as if a party were underway. There are some lights. Um, do a spot hidden for me. That's a success, regular. There is no smoke coming out of any of the chimneys. You know, it seemed like a bit of a warm day for there to be fires in multiple rooms, but I'm not used to manor houses, really. I'm sort of a city boy. I uh, go over. I'm familiar with the manor. What's the, uh, what is it? The, the, we, there were fires blazing in, in the hearths in at least two rooms. There's yes. no smoke. I look. No smoke. There should be. There should if, be. If there's a fire, there should be. Are there lights upstairs as well as down in the window? Uh, yes, there are. The snow increases. It starts to get very cold. Let's now. try, let's try the, the front gate. I have a foreboding about it, but if we can get off this property, it'll be May again, right? Perhaps it should be. I don't think there's any logic in this place. No. Um, are you so you're now behind the house? Are you going to go continue going to the well or turn around and go? I think that there's a, a sense of panic and we're going to abandon our exploration and just see if we can get off the property. Okay. Is that people's feeling? At this point, I want nothing more to be away from here. I'm not even sure I want to know the, re the rest of it anymore. All right. So since you're in the back of the property now, um, you probably aren't going to bother to walk around the circle to get out. You're going to walk straight. All right. So you're going to go right by the house. Um, you're going to go around the house. Uh, as you approach the house, um, you're now getting kind of a good look for the other parts of the house. There's actually a whole back end to the house, probably servants' quarters. Um, your best guess would be that the servants' quarters were originally separate, and then they were joined to the house at some point. Um, I want you to all do spot hidden rolls. The uh, the house, the picture I thought looked a bit Victorian. Is that right? 
Yeah, a Victorian probably. Maybe so probably a, a stone foundation and wood construction mostly. Correct. Yeah, probably a basement, um, probably an attic. Hard success. Failure. Failure. Okay. Double zero. As you are approaching the house, I mean, there's an upstairs balcony. And um, Dr. Eve, something looks just a little funny about the balcony itself. And as you get closer, you notice underneath the balcony on the ground, um, there, are, there are some odd, at first you think that it's snow, but then you realize that it's sand, that there are little trickle piles of sand and the little cones of sand as if there was a whole bunch of sand on the second floor. Um, and some of it has leaked and trickled down uh, to the ground. It's very strange. And the snow starts to get harder and the wind is blowing. It's very yes, cold. It's moving. But for some reason, there's sand on the second floor. It's falling off the balcony there. It, it's as if somebody dumped a huge quantity of sand on the second floor and it's out on the balcony and it's, you know, little bits of it have blown off the edge. And... Are they they're mounds like that or? Yeah, little, you... little mounds like that. How big? Um, uh, well, know, no, I mean, nothing larger than, uh, you know, five, five or six inches uh, oh, okay. centimeters, uh, 10 centimeters at the most. This is in the house? This is yes. outside the house under the balcony. Oh, I see. Yeah, like there's there's enough sand in on the second floor to literally be falling off the balcony. Right. Can we see the sand on the second on the balcony? Um, you think so? Along the edges, yeah, it's a little uneven, as if somebody covered the entire balcony with sand. I'll go oh. to one of the piles and see if it's actually sand or something else. It's sand. It's um. Is it warmer than the air temperature? It's not. It's cold. Um, and it, it seems to be very, uh, very, uh, um, I, I would say a high grade. It's, it's almost white. It's yellowish white, but it's very even. Um, there's not a lot of little specks in it. Very fine, clean very fine, sand. Very clean sand. Especially I suppose this could be some part of Veronica's ritual. A specially prepared area. And if we've overstayed our welcome, let's uh, let's leave. As yes. you as you move towards the front of the house, a couple of things happen. One is you can see down the gate, which is still a hundred feet away from you. You can see this long-haired woman thing in the snow and she's walking back and forth like she's pacing um waiting like like a wolf she reminds you of and you can I even freeze. see from this distance you can see these she's got these fang teeth um and as you as this is happening the wind starts to come up and you can feel that the wind is coming from her direction like a blast of blizzard it's almost unbearable. And just about that time, the front door on the house opens up and uh, Jeremiah 
steps out onto the porch and he says, ah, dinner's almost ready. Um, you should come inside. It's very cold out here. Uh, thank you, Jeremiah. Uh, uh, I think we'll be just a moment. Well, you're um, going to catch your death of cold. You wouldn't want to freeze to death out here. No, no, indeed. Um, uh, the guests who've arrived, how many are there now? There are 15 people here now. Did they uh, drive here? Um, I don't Jeremiah? know. I was inside when they came to the door. Of course. How many Goodmans are there? Uh, 15. Oh, they're all Lester's? They're all Lester's. Of course they're all Lester's, yes. Uh, well, it's our first dinner, so we didn't ah. know. Well, you were unexpected, but yes. Uh, please come in and meet them. Uh, they're all fascinating. I'm sure. Did uh, If you'll forgive a stranger's impertinence, um, Lester, Lester and Veronica, did, are they um, suitors? Oh, Miss Veronica and Lester? Oh, no. No, no. no. So sorry. Didn't no, Lester's we? a businessman. Couldn't couldn't rare books. have him married. And, yes, uh, rare oh, books. Quite. Uh, he's done quite a bit of business with, uh, with Mr. Wayland. Lester, what's for dinner? Um, oh, we have roast beef and uh, potatoes. Uh, my wife is a very good cook. Yes, we just wanted to uh, look over the grounds a moment more and, and we'll join you. Oh, you might catch you to have jackets or anything. Um, so, uh, I'm sorry, we've been driving for so long. What, what date is it? Jeremiah? What date is it? And he looks at you and he's like, why it's... Um, I, I don't seem to recall, but um, I believe that it's... Um, and as he's thinking, and you see this sort of confusion wash over him. The wolf woman uh, suddenly stops in her tracks and comes running in his direction. So she's running in your direction as well. Um, and as he's just at the last moment, he sort of looks up uh, in confusion as she leaps in the air. And you can see that her fingernails are long and saber-like and she lands on him and begins tearing him to shreds and he screams and then vanishes and uh the door opens and he steps out and says uh oh you're going to catch your death of cold out here you should come inside dinner's almost almost ready is she still at the gate uh she's back at the gate yes i'm sure thank you Uh, we'll yes, we'll be right in, Jeremiah. Thank you very much. Looking forward to meeting more Lesters. And he, he's like, very good. And he turns around and goes back inside. Does anyone remember what I asked Mr. Wayland before she attacked him? You were asking about it. You were asking about Veronica. Yes. Uh, Veronica and uh, watching, raising her alone. Right. Right. Well, I think we should look at the well and the mausoleum. I think we need to look for more of those glyphs. She's not going to let us leave here unless we do something. 
Everybody Actually, did constitution rolls. Quite cold. Match. I think pass. Odd. So I don't know what, what that means. Nope. Success. You succeeded. If you, match. Uh, if you succeed, you think you can weather the, the, the cold a little bit longer. If you fail, you think you're going to die. It's, it's really freezing cold. You're starting to feel your skin. You don't want to. In the sanity and the cold, I'm going inside. So whether anybody else follows me or not, Archibald starts to wander into the house. Don't let him go alone. I'll take care of Archie. He's he's my friend. I think we should all stick together. I think uh, self-preservation of the group is uh, at our utmost at the moment. Yes. I think if you can, you should check the mausoleum. Do what you wish. Come on, Archie. I put my arm around her shoulder. Eve, what do you think? Bear a few more minutes of it? If we make it very quick, but I have a very bad feeling. I'm I'm um, hoping I'm mad at this point. So Archie and Elias are going inside, and the other three going to the mausoleum? I'm with I'm with you, Palermo. I'm used to the elements for the moment anyway. Yeah. All right. We make this quick and then we get inside. We can't I'm not sure how much longer we can take it. Archie and Elias, you get to the front door and you step inside and it's perfectly warm inside. You can feel the the warmth. Uh, you're quite comfortable once you step inside. Dr. Palermo, Dr. Eve, and Dr. Quilton, um, do power rolls. Uh, hard success. Also a hard 30 for 80. Uh, oh, no, sorry, regular 30 for 55. Yeah, 27 for, for 55. And Dr. Quilton? Yeah, 44 out of 65. Okay. You guys begin trudging forward, and you're now about to the back of the house, and you you do realize there are other means to get inside the house. There's back doors. There's ser- servants' quarters doors and so forth. Um, for every uh, five or so feet that you move forward, uh, the snow starts coming down worse. Uh, it, it's almost falling in buckets. Um, you push forward through it, though, through the cold. Um, you are now starting to get afraid that you could get easily get frostbite, but you make it to the, the well. Wait, was mausoleum or well? Well was first. Oh, okay. Probably still closer. It, it, it's on the way. Right. Well, actually, from the back of the house, there's the well. There's the mausoleum. So, yeah, so um, well's closer. All right. Uh, you get to the well, but by the time you get to the well, you are you are in mortal fear that you could freeze to death in the cold. Um, you step forward to the well and you look down. Everybody, do a spot for me. Normal. Who got normal? Regular for me. Okay. Um, 
Dr. Quilton, uh, you said uh, fail, Dr. Quilton? 98. Oh, you got 98. I got a 90. I failed. All right. Dr. Doctor, even Dr. Quilton, you look down and you can't quite see the bottom, but you can tell that maybe 20 or 30 feet down, you can see a little bit of the sparkle of the water um, that's way down there. It's, it's mostly stone that the well's been made out of. Uh, but you don't really, it's very dark down there. Uh, Dr. Martin, as you're looking down into the well, you also see the sparkle of the water, but there's something, at first you think there's something like blocking it. The, 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 there's a bucket, but the bucket is down at the bottom. Um, the rope's coming up, it's, it's unwound itself. And at first you think maybe it's the bucket that's blocking your way, but then as you look, you suddenly notice that about 20 feet down, that thing that you think is Evangeline Wayland is climbing up the rocks towards the three of you. Inside, inside, enough. She's down there, she's... Quilton, let's go. All right, so you go running, and just as you're getting to the house, Dr. Palermo, you see her rise up out of the thing, like that, that girl from the uh, the, the <laughs> Um. So into the kitchen door, is that what's in the back? In the kitchen door? Okay. Whatever the back door, whatever closest door yeah, there closest is. Closest door, we can get in. Okay, uh, it's unlocked. Uh, you go inside, and as soon as you go inside, it, it's a fairly nicely appointed kitchen. It's warm. <sighs> There's a couple of pots of stuff bubbling on the stove. Um, uh, do a spot hidden for me. Is there any snow on us still? Extreme success. Uh, yeah, when you when you step into the door, uh, yeah, you still have snow, so you have to kind of brush it off. Uh, hard success for spot hidden. Okay. Regular. Extreme. Extreme. Uh, all right. Uh, those of you who passed, uh, you notice there are uh, there are vegetables here and there that were in the process of chopping, and uh, there's uh, what smells like fresh baked bread, and uh, the the smell is quite good. Um, uh, there is a pantry door, uh, and there is another door. That you're from its placement, you're guessing it goes back to the service quarter, the servants' quarters, uh, which you can guess is probably the uh, Rosemary and her husband's house. Mm -hmm. um, Doctor Eve, uh, as you're as you guys are starting to move through the kitchen. Um, you notice something um, over on one of the pots that's boiling, uh, that's, that's cooking. Um, it, it smells good. It smells like, you know, some delicious soup of some sort. Um, but suddenly something comes up onto the edge and jumps down onto the stove and it is a big fat rat. Um, but it's not covered in any kind of liquid and it quickly skitters off 
Um, you can do it a centimeter. Yeah. Pass. Twenty-six out of fifty-two. All right, you're just you're just sort of like so you, you're expecting things to happen, so you're kind of braced for it. Um, and and about that time, Rosemary comes back into the kitchen from the pantry, and she's like, "Oh, um, dinner will be served in about five minutes." Of course, of course. Um, let's not uh, clutter up the kitchen, shall we? You guys all notice that Doctor Eve is suddenly uh, quite. Uh, frightened by something that she's obviously seeing and that you guys are not seeing. Rosemary says, uh, says, well, we're having uh, you know, roast beef and potatoes, and uh, we've got some soup, and we've got uh, uh, some vegetables, uh, some fresh bread, and uh, I've made some dessert. Does it look, sorry, uh, does it look like she's cooking for the amount of guests that we know? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of food being prepped. Okay. Although it doesn't look like dinner will be served in five minutes because there's still vegetables that have just been there. They've been chopped, but they haven't been cooked. Cooked. Um, it, it, it seems like the kitchen is in the process of prep. You also notice that there's a couple of interesting things. There, there are some big mortar and pestles, and there are a number of um, ingredients next to them. There's bottles of olive oil, um, and some some odd look. It almost looks like little rock candy of some sort. Um, you're not exactly sure what it is. Uh, and there's a number of uh, containers that have um, unusual things written on them. It looks like uh, frankincense and myrrh and cassia, um, things that you wouldn't eat, but you would make incense out of. Uh, I'm, uh, I'd like to um, pick up some of the crystalline material and see if what it smells like feels like if i could recognize it uh it now that you look at it it definitely looks like crystals of uh of resin of tree resin you're pretty sure it's incense it's a, a frankincense mm. little Orange. little grains of it is rosemary still in the room or have yes. you left yes yeah, she's uh she's going over and stirring the pot um let's let's not just we won't keep you. And I edge my way out the door into the hallway. Okay. Well, into the dining room, probably. Where is going there? like into the, a part of the hallway it goes straight to the dining room. Um. So we should find uh, Archie and Elias. Yes, let's. Um, or rather, yes, let's. All right. Um, Archie, and, uh, Archie and Elias, as you went in the front door, there's a bit of noise. Uh, you can hear people talking, all male voices. Um, and as you come around the corner, uh, the, the door to the parlor is open. The door to the 
library is open and the door to the dining room, which you haven't really seen yet, is open. And going in and out of the rooms and chit-chatting and drinking coffee and uh, smoking cigars are a lot of Lester Goodmans. Um, and they all seem to be quite pleased with enjoying the company of the other Lester Goodmans. But yeah. you're thinking there's at least 10 or 12 of them. Well, I'm going to look for the closest fireplace and put Archie in front of it. Okay, there's, yeah, the parlor. There's definitely one there. Cats are right in the parlor. I'm going to follow uh, uh, Dr. Jackson, and I'm going to sit down wherever he puts me. Um, for the next five or six minutes, uh, you are systematically introduced to all of the Lester's. Uh, none of which have met you yet um, by the other Lester's who have met you. And this, it, it seems so incredibly surreal, uh, but what the hell is going on? Um, Dr. Eve and Dr. Quilton and Dr. Martin, you make your way out of the kitchen and you're in the hall and you encounter exactly the same. Um, dining room the, the house is sort of now open so that people can mingle and they're mingling and they're having animated conversations and you're introduced and you're um it's surreal i make this pleasant conversation as i can manage at the moment and as soon as i can get every everybody alone or at least away from most of the lesters that is nothing pot that there's nothing in that kitchen other than let's just say four-legged uh ingredients did you see the daughter by chance no i've not seen anything it's as i said except um, unless you count a rat pulling out of the pot on the stove with nothing on it we were told not to go upstairs. I think that uh, I think we should. I think we should check it out. Try to find the daughter. It's the only person we haven't spoken to. I have a feeling Veronica's at the center of all this. I'm not sure that um, that violating the uh, agreement we've been asked to honor with the household is a good idea. I I I think we should stick together though. Um, so let's. Um, let, uh, well, there's there's nowhere outside we can go. The weather's extreme and getting worse. And the lady of the house is um, a very effective um, keeper. Mm. I would like uh, to ask. I would like to. So I'm sorry, we've collected amongst the Lesters in which, in which room? You're kind of actually in between them all. You're in the hall. Uh, there are Lesters in all of the rooms. Um, uh, you don't see Wayland or his daughter at the moment. Uh, I, I'm going to go to the library. Oh, well, actually, I'll tell my fellows first. I'm going to ask the Lesters if they know where other of these symbols are they've all been to the house before i think they'll say 
All right. Um, so you go in there. Um, if I oh. point to the one on the lectern and say, are there more of these? Uh, what that is, uh, never noticed that before. Did you sell uh, the Whalens any uh, works by Alistair Crowley? Um, no, I don't have any rare uh, texts on Crowley. Um, no, I've sold them. I've sold them a few things along the way. Uh, they seem to be very, you know, just mild occultists. Uh, uh, nothing, uh, nothing sinister or dark about them. Well, you're from Salem, after all, so you'd know. It's a lot of exaggeration about things, of course. Of course, of course. Um, uh, suddenly, as you guys are standing there, um, at the top of the stairs appears Wayland and a woman, quite a bit younger than he is, obviously. Um, she seems... Uh, my best word I would describe would be wispy. Um, her hair is blonde. Uh, it's not well combed. Um, uh, she's dressed in a, uh, you'd guess it's probably black. It's black or dark blue dress. And she seems to have something on her head. Uh, looks like ashes or sand, maybe. Um, and he says, ladies and gentlemen, my, uh, my daughter is joining us now. Uh, we can, uh, uh, move into the dining room. This is what she looks like. Where did you say the ash was? On her head. And they move elegantly down the stairs. And uh, the Lesters are all, uh, oh, so nice to see you, Veronica. And she sort of half smiles. And she seems to be almost in a kind of, uh, Shakespearean, it reminds you of Ophelia. She's, you know, just sort of there. Um, she looks pretty, she looks thin, like she doesn't eat much. Um, and um, down the stairs they come, and uh, she's holding Wayland's hand, you know, his father and daughter. Uh, he says, uh, uh, please, everyone, into the, the dining room. And uh, that's where the, everybody is starting to move. Are you going to move with them? I think um, we might have met the only flesh and blood person here, so we should probably intercept her. Absolutely. Men, let's go. Okay. Um, they get to the bottom of the stairs, and you guys are like, that's where you're standing. Yeah, we've sort of like, I've been sort of waving blisters through in a polite looking fashion, but waiting for the waitlist. Uh, my dear, these are our unexpected guests. They're, uh, their car broke down. As I was telling you upstairs, um, and she she looks at each of you and she puts her hand out. And she says, "Please to meet you. Please to meet you. Please to meet you." There's no there's no strength in her hand. It's right. Uh, I, 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 I hope we're not imposing on your um, 
Oh, not at all. Get together. Please join us. I understand it's a special night for you. Ah, yes. I am about to begin a long and arduous journey to uh, to a spirit a spiritual journey. Of course, please, please, please. We can talk while we eat. Of course, I slide towards the dining room and sit down. Um, yeah. So you all take seats. You all sit together, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as near to Veronica as we can, if possible. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Your seats are on one side, maybe halfway down. There's a few lesters between you and her, and then there's lesters all around. Um, and they all sit down. And uh, Waylon stands up and he says, uh, as you all know, my daughter is about to begin the Abramelin operation. Uh, she is going to be sequestered for 18 months. Uh, it's a very difficult uh, process, a lot of prayer, a lot of fasting, a lot of reading, um, a lot of, uh, of tedious ritual. I tried it myself, but completely failed, um, mainly because the text um, I had was, uh, was flawed. But uh, since then, I, uh, I uh, found Mr. Lester Goodman. And he was kind enough to give us a more proper text. So hopefully it will work this time. Uh, now, if everybody would please uh, sit and uh, dinner is served. And uh, Rosemary begins to serve soup. Does the soup have much aroma? Yeah, smells good. Um, I would like you all to do power rolls. Is there any any um, incense smell around? Oh, uh, there nope. is not. No. Fail. Yeah, fell for Elias. Power, yeah? Pow, yeah. That's made it by two. Extreme pass. Also fail. Uh, So, Dr. Martin, Dr. Elias, and Dr. Eve, food smells good. Um, I don't plan to consume anything except water. um, I know what I saw. I'm not touching it. And the the, the bread is somewhat compelling. Uh, It looks and smells and feels like bread. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dr. Quinton and Dr. Archibald, um, as you're looking around, Dr. Dr. Quinton, you're, you're, you're looking down at the, at the soup and the bread and you realize that it smells wrong. It smells like it's spoiled. But Dr. Archie, with your extreme, you look around and all of the Lesters are eating rat and picking it up and chewing on it like it's a delicious piece of roast beef, but it's rat. And you look down at your own food and the bread has maggots all over it. And uh, the soup, there's no soup. Um, do a sanity roll. 
And I just, I want to ask, Zach, are you hitting any buttons? I don't know why you keep blanking out. Oh, no, I'm good. I should be good. Because you you blank out every couple of minutes. Um, If you hit the stop video, you you blank out. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, Minus three for me. All right. Uh, So you're just, you're not eating. You're just terrified. I'm having a very bad time at this point. Like I said, I know what I saw in the kitchen. I am not touching the food. And I'm not eating it. It's it's rotten. This is there's something wrong here. Do any of you want to talk? Yeah, uh, I go ahead. Well, there's not I mean, unfortunately, I'm not sure how far away I'm sitting from Veronica. And trying to talk around the less around the Lesters. There's there's just a couple of Lesters between you and Veronica. And she seems very um like I say wispy. Is she eating? Um she's eating very little. She's like a, a hummingbird. She's just eating a little bit. But she right. is eating it. Yeah. She's not pretending there's to There's also eat no there's no wine. There's only water on the table. You know, Wayland, I noticed the main religious texts were missing from your library. Oh, are they? Um, what, the, uh, the, uh, the Bible? Quran, sure, but... the, the, the Bible was there, but the Quran and the Torah were not. Well, I'm sure they're around somewhere. Actually, I have a very nice Torah, um, one that I obtained from a synagogue years ago. Uh, it's actually the scrolls. I have it in a silver case upstairs in my, in my room. Um, a Quran could be anywhere on somebody's desk or next to somebody's bed. Uh, it's good reading. Uh, up in your room? Is that, is that where you said it was? Yes, probably. I, I mean, I don't know exactly where it is, but there is a Torah up there, yes. Interesting. Uh, we've got part of, the, uh, part of the upstairs is sequestered because that's where Veronica is going to be uh, doing her uh, abramelin operation. It has to be very specific on how it's... Uh, how it's arranged and so uh, and what scripts will she be reading uh it's all from the abramelin uh there's it's very specific what she needs to read um what prayers she needs to say uh it's actually a rather tedious process i uh i attempted it you know but um um it 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 didn't quite go and he suddenly becomes very like he's trying to remember something. I look around. Do I see that creature? Uh, you don't. Uh, but do a spot hidden for me. <sighs> All of us, or just him? Just him. I'm going to spend three luck to succeed. Okay. Uh, as you look around on the. On the mantelpiece, over by the fireplace, above the fireplace, in the in the dining room, there is a statue of a bull. A bull. Yeah. Did you say something, Quentin? Quentin? Uh, Notice there's a statue of a bull over there. See. Can't see uh, it clearly enough from where you are, but you're gonna guess that there's 
something scratched into it. Uh, I, uh, pardon me, Wayland. I didn't mean to interrupt. You seemed your, your train of thought seemed to be interrupted. Um, is there a special age that one should begin the Abermelon work? And this statue, I'm quite curious. I'm going to have a look at it if you don't mind. That, um, mm. oh, that'd be my guess. No, there's no particular age. Of course, one needs to be mature. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, things one needs to abstain from any kind of sexual. Uh, involvement. One must be chased. One cannot eat meat of any kind. Uh, so this is the last piece of meat that she's going to be able to eat. Oh, a bit of a Mardi Gras we're having. <laughs> yes, kind of. Yes. It's, it's a purification sort of ritual. Uh, of course, the big part of the ritual comes after the 18 months when she attempts to actually summon her. Uh, there's, uh, there's all sorts of uh, instruments that we've, uh, we've put together for the the operation upstairs. Uh, and if she were to succeed, what, what, what then? She summons her guardian angel, and then what are you hoping to accomplish out of all this? Well, uh, apparently what one gets is knowledge uh, from the angel directly. Now, she's being very sweet. Uh, her, uh, her reason for doing this is more my reason for doing it. The reason I wanted originally was proof of God. I want to know if if the divine exists i want to know if there really is something out there one doesn't get much in the way of evidence you said you attempted it uh before but didn't manage to succeed um what happened yes um well uh, there was something wrong with the text the uh, the French text was uh, incomplete. It, 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 it gave me the wrong, he suddenly starts to, to rub his forehead. It, 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 the, the ritual before the, and he suddenly looks extremely strained, like, like something's very wrong. And Martin, you stood up and you walked towards the statue. And in that moment that Wayland looks extremely confused, all of the lights in the house go out. Everything goes black. And you're standing, you're suddenly sitting there at the table. And other than the, than, than you people, there's nobody at the table. The room is in, is somewhat disheveled. It's, it's obviously hasn't been lived in for years, as far as you know. Um, you can still see there's still a little bit of light coming through the windows, um, but you guys are suddenly all alone. Is it snowing outside? Uh, it is. It is. It is snowing very badly. I, I, I slam my hand onto Archie's shoulder. Is this what you saw? And of course, there's no food in front of you. There's old pieces of stale bread that are have almost crumbled to nothing. There's no sign of rats. Um, not in here. I'm becoming increasingly 
agitated and I'm going, this is it. This is it. This is what I said. And I'm, I'm becoming more and more upset as time passes. All right. Now, all of you, all of you do, um, all of you do idea rules. Is the statue still on the mantelpiece? Yes. Fireplace. Extreme success. Extreme Six. success. Yeah, extreme success. Hard. Oh. Regular success. Good. Success. You have noticed as you've sort of been moving around the house that there are candles. They just weren't lit. Well, I'm um, not They're sure. still there. They're dusty, but they're, they're there. Grab a candle. Yeah, I'll start lighting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you take a look at the little statue. And as I say, it's a bull. Uh, Dr. Martin, you figure that out. I'll get all these candles lit. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your faith. So we've had the eagle and the human and the and bull. The, the, the lion. That's the last one left. We need to find a lion. All right. The bull looks like this. And you see the sigil on the front. The sigil looks mm. like that. A short word. Two, nine, five, four. DMV, I have to go and get their driver's license renewed. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that's the word bind. Bind. Do um, an idea rule. Another one. Uh, Yeah. Obstacle, prison, bind. I mean, everyone's stuck here. That's a regular success. All right, success. Uh, hard success. Fail. All right. Hard. Um, it occurs to you that these three items that you found are located at that end of the house, that end of the house, that end of the house. Mm-hmm. The last compass point. Yes. Yes, like the angels in Eden and the four faces of the angel. The lion must be this way. We need to find it. Let's go. I wonder if we can break them or scratch them or something is keeping everything trapped here. I'm so sad that Veronica is gone as well. I thought she might actually be. No, she's tied to this place too, I think. There is um, a moment. You can hear the sound of thunder outside. And as you hear the thunder, the lights in the house suddenly flicker and they come on again. Um, There are no Lesters, but Wayland and Veronica 
are standing ahead of you uh, at that end of the, the dining room. And they, they're like looking around like, what, what's happened? Sorry, we, uh, we don't mean exactly to interfere. Um, did, uh, Mr. Whalen, did, at the end of the 18 months, did you attempt to summon? I, uh, I didn't go 18 months. My text said six months. Um, uh, but you and, attempted to summon at six? Well, that's what I would do, yes, but, um, something something went wrong i i i i don't exactly know what what happened but but something went wrong um miss veronica do you remember when your father attempted the abermelon workings i wasn't here at the time i was at university and um after his attempt, I, of course, came home uh, because of the uh, preparations that one has to make when a, a family member uh, passes away. And uh, I, and she suddenly stops. She's like, she turns to her father and she says, did you die? And you suddenly hear a howling somewhere in the house. A howling that sounds like that oh, no. thing. The mother. <sighs> Veronica, can you take us to the lion? The lion? There's a lion in the house, a statue or a sculpture. I, I don't know anything about that. There, there's a bowl in, in, in the dining room that your father's bust in the front and an eagle uh, in the library. There's one other statue, it has to be a lion. Where is it? Uh, I'm not aware of anything like that. Which, um, which, which room is in the north of here? There's quarters. Uh, that, that would be correct, yeah. Um, uh, she suddenly says, what, what, what on earth is that? Um, around the corner, uh, that it came down the hallway is um, that woman thing. Um, and it runs at Veronica and Veronica screams as it comes to her. It grabs a hold of Veronica and it, it it's like it's trying to abduct her. So it grabs her and it starts running towards the wall and it's pulling her along. But the thing goes through the wall like a ghost. But Veronica doesn't, and Veronica smashes against the wall, and there's a splatter of blood, and she crumples to the ground uh, in agony, and then she's gone, and she's still standing next to Wayland. And they're, they're all looking at you like they're surprised. She says, I think something went wrong. Um, Perhaps my father thought that he was finished with the Abermelon operation and then attempted to summon the something, angel. but he didn't get the angel. 
he got something else. Now, is this bull statue faced facing a weird way? Because I know the bus was faced outward, like Actually, outside. Yeah, the house. It, if you look at it, it's facing the window. What about the what about the eagle in the library? Where where was that facing? The eagle was actually facing out the window, because when you went up to the lectern, there was books there, and the eagle was facing that way. I think we need to I think we need to turn these, gentlemen. Well, let's find the let's find the last one first. Yeah, I, I yes. think Dr. Jackson, that's an excellent idea, but I, we probably need to all four. I don't. I don't know what's going on but something doesn't want us to leave and she looks upstairs she says maybe there's an answer but i don't remember what it is because i'm think I, apparently i'm dead too maybe maybe the lion's upstairs uh question keeper the four other statues, which compass points are they on? Um, east, Library, west, south. west. Because north starts squares. Yeah. So yeah, so the, the, the only one we're missing is north? Is north, Yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, we can try the different quarters and then go upstairs. Let's, I have a feeling if it's not there, well, we'll see. Uh, Elias picks up uh, Archibald, lays his hand in front of his face. Um, as you guys make that decision and you, you, you start to move, Wayland puts his hand on somebody's shoulder and he says, wait, there is something very dangerous here. Um, if there is a demon loose in this house, then we need to find a way to send it back. And the only thing that I can think of that might have a clue would be the key of Solomon. It was in the Solomon library. was supposed to be able to control demons. That was in the library. We, we need to make, make a stop for it. All right. We, we, have, to, we have to go there anyway. You do, uh, are you aware um, that this demon is in the guise of your wife? Evangeline? That's very strange. Must be because I was thinking of my wife during the, uh, the ritual. I gave it form. <sighs> that might make it difficult for me to do anything. Um, there's something missing. And, and Veronica says, yes, there's something missing. Something, maybe, maybe a warning, maybe something that I did, she says, that I can't remember. Maybe there's something, but I don't know what it is. Um, so what do, you, what do you guys want to do? You're actually not that far from the library. Maybe there's uh, more information could be gathered from that book. I'd like to grab the book and then we need to try and find that lion. 
What language is the uh, Book of Solomon written in? Uh, this is a translation of the Key of Solomon, so it's in English. Um, what was the original in? Uh, probably Hebrew. Uh, so uh, the concept I of Greek. I am versed in Hebrew. The, the, con, the concept of the Key of Solomon was that uh, when God told Solomon, uh, ask me for anything and I'll give it to you, um, Solomon's choice was, I would like wisdom to govern my people. Right. Um, so God was so pleased with such an answer that he pretty much gave him all of the wealth and power that, that he didn't ask for as well as um, all of this knowledge. And part of that knowledge had to do with the summoning and binding of spirits. Uh, supposedly the Temple of Solomon in, in Jerusalem was built by spirits, not by human beings, uh, because he simply commanded them. Um, so all of that information is written in the Key of Solomon uh, about binding and, and controlling spirits. All right, so you grab the Key of Solomon, and it is, um, this is a translation, so it's probably not complete. But he shows you two things, uh, Wayland does. He said, this is called, this is literally called the Key of Solomon. Um, and what you have to do is find uh, a flat um, stone-like surface on the ground, and you have to draw this entire thing out. And then you have to use your will to summon that demon thing. And if you can get it trapped inside, uh, then it will be sucked back down into hell where it came from. Now, you don't have to draw the entire thing. That's That would take for quite a while. But you can do uh, the triangle of Solomon, which is the top part of it um in various colors you have to do that on the ground uh, we have chalk because we did these kind of rituals and things in preparation where in the house did you uh mark this uh we did them uh halfway between the house and the servants quarters. there's kind of a storage area but it's all a cement floor Raj. right and quite in the center of the four cardinals indeed we need that line. Would there would there be another one? It's a triangle, not a square. Well, it's you know it's a circle within a triangle within the square of the four cardinals. In the illustration, that the four sides were also present, as they are in Genesis. And Ezekiel, lots of fours. We need the lion. Right, and Tetragrammaton is the four letters that are the name of God. What's mm -hmm. the other word? Do you recognize that? Perhaps Quilton would know. Numo something? Um, That's, uh, that looks like Latin. Primumaton and uh, Anafaxeton. I don't actually know. But Michael's name is written in the center. The Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael. Yeah, still we haven't been upstairs. Uh, is, did Veronica come into the library with us? 
Uh, yes. She's she's, she and she and father are hand in hand. Veronica, you you think that um, you might have made an error upstairs? I don't. I don't remember. Something is blocking my mind. Something is keeping me from understanding what happened. But somehow we're all trapped here. And we can't seem to move on. No, there's a demon that wants to hold you all here. Do the words prison and bind and obstacle bring anything to mind? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Um, well, um, I think, I think I used to write some things down. Mm. Well, in your room, perhaps upstairs. Could could it be um, this house is the prison? I think that perhaps Veronica found that her father had. Well, she came back because he died in his attempted working. She, she might have found the demon in the house. And the obstacle. Well, no, but the um, we've seen it outside. Well, on the property, or on the yeah. on the grounds, it, it, it's it's the entire property. It's not just the house. Not necessarily where these um, statues are placed. Right. Could could it be uh, anything to do with their positioning? I mean, they're facing outwards. I think we want to be careful that we do not change the binding before we learn how to contain the thing normally in some cultures um a creature facing outwards is a protection but what is it protecting whatever's on its other side on the other side Archibald. like for instance uh, they're placed on a doorway to protect a household. Archibald, with what I'm little sanity he has left, uh, removes the screwdriver from his pocket, and he's now holding it as though it was a weapon of some sort. And he's going to walk upstairs, uh, and he's going to oh, explore. Eli will follow. He's a bit out of it at this point, so he's not completely in control, but he's going to go up there. Okay. Archie, you get to the top of the stairs with Zach right behind. I'm not Zach. Um, Dr. Elias right behind you. What do the other three want to do? Um, should we stay together? I'm going to at least go to the stairs with them. If As soon as they reach the top of the stairs, they get torn to shreds. I'll be happy that I'm downstairs. But we might need, you know, and I'm going to invite Mr. Wayland and Veronica to come with us. They might help us find something upstairs if nobody gets torn to shreds. All right. Uh, they, they follow behind you. Okay. So I, I suppose I'd rather us not split up. All right. But so I'll, be at the, I'll be at the bottom of the stairs as well. So there's three of you at the bottom of the stairs, and uh, Dr. Elias and Dr. Archie have gone to the top. Um, 
there are uh, three doors uh, along this hall. One, two, and three. What do you want to do? Actually, and there's a bathroom. It's a bathroom. Actually, I'll take three. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. I'll, okay. I'll follow right behind uh, my comrade there. Okay. Um, so you go all the way to the end of the hall and you open up that door. Are they now out, out of sight from the others? From uh, the, the yeah, you can us. see them. You know, they go on the landing and then they, they disappear. Do you guys move to the top of the stairs? No, nothing attacks them. All right. If nothing yeah. attacks them, then they will venture yeah, up, the, at least at least to the landing so we okay. can see them. Thanks, guys. Right. Wait, wait a couch it. Holy smokes. <laughs> you're, at the, you're at the landing looking. Uh, you're, you're all at the top of the stairs. Uh, there, they've gone to the end of the hall, and um, they've, they've opened the door, or they're opening the door. Okay. I call. Do you see a lion? They do not. All right. Um... As you open the door, you realize it is a very dusty bedroom. Uh, you're guessing that it is uh, uh, Wayland's bedroom because it's a very masculine. Uh, lots of uh, lots of woodworking, and there's there's books and things. There's a few books uh, laying on the desk next to the bed. It's a big four poster bed, um, uh, comfortable. You can see there are some closets. Um, uh, and do you step inside? Yes. All right. So you step inside, and uh, what do you want to do? I'm going to be looking for like a notepad, uh, a book with notes in it, anything. Okay. Um, very quickly, as you're walking around, you notice that there is something that looks like a journal uh, next to the bed. Um, you pick that up, and... Six months into the Abramelian operation, it is amazing how the same concept can appear across different religions, albeit wearing a different face and bearing a different name. The how do you, how do you say that, Tom? <laughs> the Bala Achim. Achim are God's messengers, part of a heavenly hierarchy, and have no physical form. Although Memedes propose they are metaphysical representations of the laws of nature and universal principles. They are messengers and agents of God's will. I just don't want to butcher that. I'm right. also part of a celestial hierarchy and their forms of incomprehensible, even in dreams, they manifest in different forms. The various branches of Christianity portray angels differently. Catholicism divides them into nine choirs and describes them as being forever incorporeal, although the Sepharim are also described as six-winged. The Cerebium as four-faced, having faces of a lion, an ox, a human, and an eagle. The thrones as burning wheels rimmed with eyes, etc. Prodistian describes them as genderless and invisible messengers and agents of God's will. If it is required to ensure that God's will is enacted, they can become corporeal. I wonder exactly how I will describe the unequaled beauty of my holy guardian angel when the time comes. I wonder this every day, the last entry. At midnight tonight, 18 months have elapsed in their entirety. Tomorrow I begin the final stage before, if I am successful this time, my holy guardian angel will appear. The next time I write here will confirm my success or failure. I hope for the former. Um, so other than that, you, you also find as he described, there is a uh, kind of a shrine thing on the wall. When you open it up, there are two scrolls, which are the Torah 
and uh, there is a Koran also next to his bed. Um, so this is where the missing books were. But other than that, the room looks pretty much regular, normal. Um, what are the other Did three Mr. Wayland and Veronica follow us up the stairs to landing? They're halfway up the stairs. They're, they're standing there watching. I'm going to ask Veronica which room is hers. Um, well, my room has been converted uh, for the uh, ritual. Uh, it's, in fact, these two rooms. There's a, a bedroom and an oratory. The oratory is where the, most of the ritual takes place. But the whole thing has to be prepared. I Does one of them have sand in it? And she looks at you and she says, yes, um, one uses a wand to write things in the sand. That's part of the ritual. One also has little squares of paper. You suddenly hear howling from somewhere in the house. Oh. Uh, to write magical squares you the, the the howling sounds closer it's downstairs somewhere the squares of words right yes like veronica like the, the mr wayland you should run the demon is coming for you again uh so they immediately turn around and, and run back now to hide the lion's probably not in there think we i think uh well, I'll try the, the leftmost door if they went to the rightmost door. Okay. All right. So you, uh, you don't need a strength roll, but you, you meet some resistance. You turn the doorknob. You know the door is not locked, but there's, there's a bit of resistance. Um, and then there is this odd sound like, like crackers being crumbled all of a sudden and the door or gives way brittle old bones well not exactly like i see more like crackers and when the door gives way and moves in um you can see that there are about two inches of sand in this room and you're pushing them out of the way mm -hmm. but the gap underneath the door and all around the door frame, it seems to have beeswax that was used to keep it, oh. you know, the sand from getting out. Um, and you, you push the door open. Um, you're looking into what looks very much like a religious space. Um, there is an armoire over on one side that's closed, but in the center of the room, there is a white rectangular altar. Um, it's about seven feet wide, maybe three or four feet uh, thick, and maybe, um, oh, three feet off the ground, you know. And uh, hanging above it is a, uh, a lamp. Uh, looks like a very fancy sort of Persian-looking uh, lamp that looks like this. Um, it's not lit. It's the only picture I can find. <laughs> That's gorgeous. Yeah, it's a big, big, gigantic thing. Um, there are uh, objects on the altar, and 
it doesn't take you more than a couple seconds to realize that on the other side of the altar, there's something there. Um, you can see what looked like ceremonial robes of some sort, but whatever it is, is hunched over um, and probably somewhat desiccated. You think it's a body. Dr. Martin, what is it? It's probably Veronica. Uh, are the sand on the floor, is it inscribed with symbols? No, it's just sand. So, so we don't, there, we won't disturb any meaningful. No. Yeah, well, let's go over and see whether there's anything to identify her. Okay. As you go over, what you realize is that it, yeah, it's probably Veronica. There are still wisps of blonde hair um, on a desiccated skull. Uh, it looks like, uh, as the others are joining you now, it looks like she may have actually killed herself in a bizarre way. There's a wooden wand. The wand is about three feet long. Uh, it's about two inches wide at the big end, and it's sharpened like a gigantic stake. Um, you get the feeling from the size of it that this is what you would use to write in the sand. But she's turned it around, braced it against the altar, and impaled herself on it. Uh, it's going right through where her heart would be, and she's gripping it for desiccated hands. Cool. God. Did she what? did she realize something was going wrong or what it was? I think she thought she could escape and instead she's trapped. We we need to check her bedroom. I think there might be answers there. Okay, you guys have all joined her joined them. You see this. Um Festival uh, too. You also notice that there are that the back of the altar, what looked like a solid uh, block, the back of it is actually opened and there are various things in there. There are little uh, incense burners. There are containers that have incense. There, uh, there is a knife. Uh, there is uh, various ritualistic objects. There is what looked like a prayer book. Um, and... Uh, and there are some folded up robes, which look very much like the ones that she's wearing. You know, like uh, she's gonna be in here for 18 months. She needs changes of clothes. Um, but all of these ritualistic things are there. Are there There's, any inscriptions on the altar? altar? Uh, there is a an inscription on the altar in English. Uh, it says, Oh, I probably won't be able to find it. Um, it says basically, uh, wherever those are who are gathered in my name, I will be there. Whenever mm. two or three are gathered in my name, yeah, I something will be the like best that. Of them. Um, there's also a box of matches and some flasks of what looked like olive oil, probably for the lamp. 
but no notes, no uh, no, not journal, in here. diary. Oh, uh, actually, you do find uh, some odd little square boxes. And when you open them up, there are pieces of paper. They're on parchment. Uh, they have drawn out uh, like a grid pattern. And it looks like this is what she would write in for these these magic squares. There's nothing written on the blank. And there's no window in this room, no lion. Uh, there is a wind. There, uh, there are doors that go. There are French doors that go out, probably to that balcony. Mm -hmm. uh, however, the curtains are all drawn. Curtains are all closed. Yeah, you don't see any. Uh, you don't see any lion. Veronica's shade uh, implied that we might need those, um, those square, yeah, square papers. Uh, I'd like to check the armoire, and somebody should look at that. Is it a prayer book in there? I'm checking her. Well, I want to check her bedroom because I, I need to see if, we, if, if there's like a journal or notes or something. Okay. And well, the you're only all in there now, so. Right. And the only sand is limited to that one room. The, yeah, the sand is, is has been placed in the entire room about two inches deep. There is a wooden, um, there is a wooden plank, not plank, uh, like a two by four, dividing her room from this room so that the sand doesn't spill in. And okay. all of the all of the openings to the room, including if you peek through the the curtains, everything has been sealed with with beeswax. And and a dumb question, but. Can we observe anything in the sand that's unusual, a message, anything sticking out of the sand? Yeah, there's, like that? there's nothing. Okay. What did you fellas find in the other room? Wayland's journal, take a look. And I hand it to him. Um, it says that he performed for 18 months. I, I look over. But as Shade suggested, he tried. He only tried it for six. Seems like he tried again. Or oh, he's lying, and he did no. do it for eighteen months. The forgetful ghost is lying. Hmm. Oh. Oh no! Because you see here, I point to where it says "and succeed this time" or whatever. However, it said. Right, more than one attempt, perhaps. Not or maybe he second. maybe he did the ritual for six months, but expected a result at eighteen. It might be two attempts. Still, I I do want to check. I do want to check Veronica's room. Right. So, and and Veronica's room, they joined them. So correct. Because there were curtains, did they take the wall down between? But there's a. There's there's a place where there was a door that the door has been removed, but like I said, there's like a two by four to keep the sand and a curtain, right? Okay, um, so it's a two by four, and I go. Uh, well, you don't have to move. Step over. Just okay, step over. yeah, just I, I just sort of ease myself right. over the two by four, and I go. It's a it's a nice room. It's dusty. It's dirty because it's been here for a long time. Um, do a spot hidden for me. Uh, this is uh, Doctor. Uh, crown and shield. I just missed it. Do you want to use some luck? How much? You can use as much as you want. Uh, how, much did, how much did you fail by? Five. Oh, yeah, do it. Five, five luck then. All right. 
Yeah, five right. blocks, let's do it. Um, as you walk over towards her desk where there is stuff on there, you notice that she's got a tear-off calendar. Mm-hmm. The last date on the tear-off calendar is Monday, October 26th, 1925. Oh, my. October 1925. No wonder it's well, still in the snow. What else do I see? You, uh, you look around. There's a few religious texts. But you find a journal. What what year are we in? Uh, you're 20, in twenty eight, I believe. Twenty eight. Okay. okay. Yeah. Three All years right. ago. Oh my. You, you find a journal. Okay. I I come back in to the other room with the, with the journal in hand. Listen. Before beginning the Abramelin operation. I have said before, I do not believe it was a heart attack. My father was murdered. I am certain of this, but I need proof. All I have is the text he followed. That must be it. Lester Goodman sold him the book and lamp. Who is he? Why did he want my father dead? The only way to obtain proof was to follow my father's footsteps and trap the being that did this to him once it appears again. I am confident I can hold it here once it is summoned. I know the odds by which I can interrogate it. If it withstands my questioning, at least I'll have it in prison to show others. The authorities will have to believe me then. I will draw upon the power of Saturn to draw a construct to construct a ward that will hold the spirit. Sigils created from its chemia will mark the four cardinal directions and turn the house into a prison it cannot escape. Should the need arise, these may be brought together around the spirit to banish it. I came to tighten the noose around its neck until there was no direction left in which to flee, but back to the invisible world from whence it came. Barrier. That's the lion. Bind. Obstacle. Prison. These words will hold the spirit in Saturn's leaden grip. May the faces of the angels that guard the gates of the Garden of Eden guard this house and prevent any evil from leaving. The last entry. Midnight. Eighteen months have come to an end. If I fail tomorrow and I follow in all of my father's footsteps, ultimately to my own grave, I hope that someone might one day read this and succeed in bringing the guilt to justice. May the fruit of any victory the spirit may attain prove to be a saturnine chalice indeed. Again, it says 18 months. She needed to, she needed to summon the spirit to try and follow what he was doing. Oh, Veronica, you killed, and what did you do? Kill yourself upon realizing it wasn't going to work or that it did work? Mm, Part of it worked. So we need to uh, find the lion barrier. We need to bring the howling demon into the center of the house and mark it with that chalk and um, use the use the statues to force bring, it. Bring them together, yeah, like a noose, which she but could it, not do. There's enough of us, but those are heavy. If you, I thought you said. Well, lead, yeah. Lead, yes. I mean, we can figure out some means. I mean, the the lectern wasn't heavy, except for the eagle. We can probably get the bust onto something that slides. The bull um, was on the mantelpiece, so we could probably carry that. 
wasn't this huge, but it was very heavy. Do, do each of them have a face? So maybe we need to just twist, turn them to face the opposite direction. And that's kind of what the impression I was under. Because they're all, they're all facing outward to prevent the spirit from leaving. If we turn them inward, will that let it out or will that force it down? I, I, I'm going to take the metaphoric uh, like a noose, literally, as this all seems to be. Quite. And what, what of this Goodman fellow? There's quite a few of the, those chaps. Well, I don't know if we'll see them again. I hope not. But she reckons that he's the one that killed her father. And we're still short the line, correct? The, uh, yeah, the lion, the barrier. And we haven't visited the mausoleum yet? No, we haven't visited the servants' quarters either. And there's no lion up here, and there has to be a north. There's something at north that has to be. Uh, so. there's, there's, you said there's a curtain across the window. Can I look out, shift the curtain to look out, see if the weather's still the same? It's pretty much black outside with snow all over. Is it still snowing? Does it look like it's snowing? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. By the way, the day she died, October 25th, 1925. 26, I think. Oh, 26. Or October 26. 25. Yeah. October, yeah. October 26, 19, 1925. I bet it was snowing. No, 26, uh, 25. Yeah. That's why the sand's leaking out. That's why the kitchen's, you know, full of so, rats. Uh, I uh, stepping onto the landing. Are the Waylands waiting? Oh no, they ran off because of the howling. Right. They said there was chalk somewhere. Maybe I'll just look in that room between the servants' quarters and the house. Okay. Are you all going together? Yeah. I. I, my suggestion is this, that we um, meet in the concrete room where the marks are to be made. I will take it upon myself to copy them carefully. Uh, and then we can break off to retrieve the, the four guardians and bring them toward the center. Unless someone has a better suggestion. No, the text did say bring them together. So I don't think it would be just rotating them. So I do think we need to, yeah, to bring them. We need to bring them. We still have to find the lion. Well, it shouldn't be too hard to find. Unless Rosemary and Jeremiah are on the side of the demon. I definitely sense that we're going to have more resistance from her. You, you, you haven't seen Rosemary and uh, Jeremiah for a while. Yeah. Um, all right. So I assume you're heading down the stairs and towards the kitchen then? Down the stairs toward and toward the, the intermediate room. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you go into the kitchen. Um, you open are the, the other, door. Sorry, Tom. Are the other guests still communicating with here. each other? Oh, they've no, gone. 
They're gone. They disappeared when the lights went out. Gotcha. All right. You, uh, you go down into the kitchen. Um, you now see that the kitchen is in disarray. Uh, it's old. It's rotted. There's, there's a, a, a nest of rats living in one of the pots on the stove. I point. I saw one earlier. That's what it was. Um, you get to the interconnecting door and you open it. And what's beyond is kind of a, a storeroom. It is literally the interconnecting part that they built between the servant's house and their house. Uh, you can see from the foundation that it was once probably outside. Um, it would have been like a, almost maybe a courtyard at one point. Um, there are boxes, uh, some pieces of furniture. Uh, and then on the far side, you can see a door going to the, uh, well, obviously the servants' quarters. Um, but you could easily push all of these back and you'd have a nice flat uh, surface where you could, uh, you could draw on them. And as you are entering that room, Veronica uh, comes out from behind some boxes and she's like, is everything all right? We, uh, we ran in different directions. Yeah, everything seems good. Will you do me a favor and just stand right in the center of this room? Sure. Um, she says, I have the chalk. She hands you uh, a box of colored chalk. Uh, Veronica, we uh, very much hope to be able to avenge uh, you and your father. But you know more about all of this than we do. So if you see us making a mistake, I just don't remember. I know that, like my father said, you draw the triangle and then you um, stand around it and you use uh, the force of your will to command the thing to go into the circle. And once it's trapped in the circle, um, the magic should take over. It should get sucked back down into hell. Tell me, my dear, do you remember taking your life? Taking my, my life? And you hear howling in the house oh, um, no. when she's trying to remember. Where's the chalk at this point? Um, she's handed it to one of you. Uh, Elias has it. He'll hand it over to Archie. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm going to begin to attempt to draw the triangle. In I, some... Yeah, just... Go do that. Okay. I'm gonna move uh, the furniture to help like make the room. I glance over at Martin because this isn't like I say under my breath. It's her, her knowledge is incomplete. And and we're we're in the kitchen, Tom. You are in the uh, storeroom in between the kitchen oh. and the servants' quarters. Okay. Uh, I don't know if this is the correct place to draw the triangle or not, but I'm going to draw it, and I'm going to assume we're going to bring the statues here. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a flat place that's empty. It's a good it's a good place. It's in the center of the cardinals. She says, "I don't know anything about any statues." Um, but the, maybe uh, I've forgotten something. Yes, you bound the thing. I won't say the words again. 
last time they caused the howler to howl. Um, Dr. Eve, let's go and see if we can find the... Uh, the lion. The feline. Wilton, do you want to come help me pick up one of these statues and bring it in? Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, yes, but I'm, I'm not sure this is the right way to do things, but uh, I don't think we need to move them, like, from their spot. Didn't her journal say bring them together? Keeper? I'm not going to refresh your memories. <laughs> like, like a noose tightening is what she said. Hmm. I mean, I'd like to... Well, okay. Lead on, lead on. I'll, I'll be right behind you. What's the worst that could happen? We could enjoy an eternal dinner party with all the Lesters. Well, they were feeling nice. Um, all right. So uh, some of you are drawing the figure on the ground. Uh, and the, the other ones, you're going to go into the servant quarters. All right. Um, to the servant's quarters. As you guys step into the servant's quarters, uh, you hear a noise from somewhere in the servant's quarters. Uh, what do you do? It sounds like maybe there's... Jeremiah, Rosemary, uh, pardon the intrusion. There's a, um, a, a moment of quiet, and then uh, Jeremiah sticks his head around the corner in the little hallway. And he's like, is it, is it safe? We're trying to make it so. We've, we've been hiding in here. Is Mr. Mr. Wayland is with us now. Where's Veronica? She's, she's with us. We're trying to uh, trap it. All right, uh, Mr. Wayland. Uh, is, oh, yeah, they're here, okay. Um, is, is there a window facing, the, facing north? Uh, yes, there's, there's windows all, on all sides. I mean, in, in this area. Uh, you'd have to go farther in. Well, I, I'm asking Jeremiah. Um, well, yes, on that side of the, on the, on the north side. Yes, uh, that's where the bedrooms are. Uh, Miss Veronica, uh, before she marked something that was uh, like a lion facing north, and we need to find it. Uh, a lion. There's a there's a little uh, a statue. That'll be it. Yes. Where is it? Yes, I'll I'll take you to it. Um, so he's going to lead you that way. Meanwhile, you guys are are drawing the the symbols on the ground. Um, you guys suddenly hear once again howling from inside uh, the house, and it seems to be moving closer. Uh, uh, Veronica is quite disturbed by it. Uh, she says, "Maybe, maybe I'll go with them." <laughs> uh, so she heads towards the servant's door. Um, you guys go into a bedroom. And indeed, on the far end of the room, on a small little uh, like bed table next to the bed, uh, facing out the window, is a lion. 
which you've already surmised is barrier. How big is it? It's small, little little figurine, about like that. Okay. Wow, that is okay. that it? Do we not yes. get to look at that a little bit longer? Oh well, you've already figured it out. <laughs> I can show. Right. Oh, of course, yes. Of course. <laughs> um, is it face? Oh yeah, it's, it's facing, it's facing the out the window, right? Mm. All right. Um, uh, do a luck roll, uh, those of you who are drawing the figure. I thought, oh yeah, um. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's uh, the first natural zero I've ever rolled. Nice. Uh, I pass. All right. Uh, Dr. Leas, um, you're looking, from where you are, you can kind of see in the, you know, through that door and out through the kitchen and something, something moves back and forth out there towards the kitchen. It starts to move into the kitchen. Uh, Dr. Archie, you are very busy writing, on, drawing on the floor, trying to fill in that, that green circle in the middle. Um, you don't see it coming, but uh, that demon thing is heading for uh, Dr. Dr. Webster. Uh, Dr. Zach, what do you want to do? I'm a doctor. Uh, hey, I'll take it. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll alert Archibald because I know Quilton and I were going to go get the statues. So I'll alert Archibald and let, you know, uh, bring his attention to what's going on. Okay. You've got a, a triple zero on your, on your luck. Um, the thing is going to attack you. Uh, do you want to fight back or do you want to dodge? Uh, I'll try and dodge first go ahead and roll for brawl uh that is a four a four wow yes. okay you literally roll out of the way as the thing with its claws out leaps towards you um it hits the ground and it's its claws actually dig into the cement and uh scratch it as it hits the ground and turns. Uh, all of the rest of you in the house, you hear commotion suddenly going on. He's here. Uh, are me and, uh, am I and uh, Dr. Jackson in the same room as Webster? Uh, you were, but you guys had stepped out and you were heading, yeah. you were heading towards the statue. Yeah, we're, we're going to start bringing him in. Right. Quick, as you quick. saw this thing go by heading towards him. And he quick, yelps. I'm sure he yelps. Quick keeper question. Uh, did I finish my drawing? Oh, you're are almost there. Okay. The thing's not gonna let you, not gonna, not gonna want you, obviously, to finish. We have to hurry. Just to clarify, we're uh, Archibald's on the first first floor. Yes, you're all on the first floor. Which is not everyone's the on the level of the ground. Right, right. not. Sorry, British say it differently. Uh, yes. Yeah, you're on the ground floor. Okay. So, <laughs> what the, room are you drawing this? Drawing a symbol in? In the uh, the room connecting the kitchen to the servants' quarters. Apparently, that's the, the center. Room. Okay. 
All right, what, uh, uh, Dr. Elias and Dr. Uh, Quilton, what do you want to do? Are you going to run back? Or are you going to keep going? Oh. Getting the statue, or are you getting the lectern? I think we should give Webster um, time to complete the drawing. Let's help him out. I'll follow you. Okay. Um, is there anything nearby that I can pick up and use as a weapon? Uh, there are old broken things, yes, but there are there are candlesticks and things like that. But it's a nice, nice weighty right. ca candlestick, yeah, Pluto style. Yeah, I'll grab a pipe. All Red right. pipe. Oh, there's probably and uh, what are they called? Um, not like next to the fireplaces. There's probably and irons, po pokers, yeah. pokers, yeah. Um, what do the people inside the house want to do? I'm, you know, uh, hearing the howling demon and some general yelling, uh, I'm probably going to assume that she's attacking some of the other ghosts again, as she's prone to do and tearing them to shreds. Well, you know, she sounds like she's just down the hall in the kitchen. Or, or in the storeroom. Uh, Eve, is there anything that we've read that we, is there anything that keeps it at bay? I mean, so far it hasn't attacked the living, but. Not that I've, not that I can recall. Um, the key of Solomon mostly is just, is how we send it back. <sighs> Maybe if we carry the, uh, uh, the barrier token in that direction it will at least limit we can be behind it we had at least all right that's the lion it's okay. right here we have to do it in there anyway you uh you pick up the lion it's heavy uh, even even though it's small it's heavy um and you begin moving uh towards the uh the hall leading towards the door to the storeroom and as you're moving the house starts to vibrate like uh like al almost like thunder around as you can hear it's not loud but it's definitely having an effect on something um uh the creature is turning to continue to attack dr archie as uh dr quint quilton and dr elias come back into the room uh, it's on it's it's on all fours and it looks like it's getting ready to leap at him and slash with its uh, nasty. But it's also got banged teeth. Uh, can can we uh, distract it from its attack? Um, yeah, you guys going to try to attack it or just dis distract it? Was what I said. Um, I okay, yeah. <laughs> do a uh, do a persuade roll, I suppose. Oh. Let's attack it, shall we? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, you know what? I'll, no, I'll try to get to chase me. So you can finish up. I think that's the way to go. So I'll roll persuade. I think my charm will work. That is a six. So that's oh. got to be a success. So you, uh, you run up maybe and give it a kick and, uh, and then start to run away. And it turns and sees you and starts leaping in your direction. Oh, hey, I uh, going to chase I, I yell and go, Archibald, finish the finish the drawing. 
And I immediately dropped to the ground and continue what I was doing. Okay. As the rest of you are coming into the storeroom, you see Archie uh, doing it. You can see the place where the cement has been damaged by the claw marks of this thing. And you see it bounding after uh, Dr. Jackson as he's scrambling for the door and trying to go back through the kitchen. Um, uh, Veronica, I think we need your help. Uh, she and Wayland have come out behind you. Uh, if you can, if you can get the thing to follow you, we can finish the work. Okay, you need one thing is that she says one thing that we want is we want to get the creature to come in here. Yes, we have to get it into that circle. Right. Um, she says, uh, and then uh, she says, we need you need to all hold hands, and you need to think that you 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 want to envision the thing in the circle, and it will be pulled by your your willpower. Oh. Um, all right. Uh, Dr. Quint Quilton, what are you doing? Uh, you you guys are all kind of freaked out. Uh, the thing is chasing Elias. So do we, I think, uh, uh, just, are, Dr. Even and I are going to set the lion down in this room and go for the at next piece? The, at the North Point. That's what should go, I think. Okay. We're gonna uh, you will moving. have to go in the direction of the demon thing. Well, I mean, there's one. The right. You'll you'll have to go back through the kitchen. All right. right that's I, the door. I get what you're but, doing. Yeah. 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 Uh, Doctor Liz, which where where are you going to go? The opposite direction. So I'm going to start heading towards the library. Okay. Um, do uh, you're trying to dodge? So do a dodge roll. As a fat fail. Okay. Um. It's pretty fast. So as you're attempting to scramble down the hall, uh, the thing leaps and it grabs a hold of your back. Uh, and it tries to, it derives its little knife blade fingernails into your shoulders. Um, you, you only take one point of damage, but it feels like you're being stabbed by ice. It's 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 preternaturally cold and yeah, you, I, you scream you can also do a sanity roll as it grabs you but it feels very real and you I, are bleeding when it's I, grabbed you i pass the sanity okay and yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna let out a nice scream you guys all hear him screaming and if you move into that part of the house you can see him rolling around on the ground with this thing on top of him uh eve wait veronica do you mean we can Summon them, summon it back in here as soon as the thing is done. We don't need to move anything. Correct. But what okay. about the statues? Ahead. What about them? She says, I don't know anything about statues. They're already in place, I think. But they're turned the wrong way, aren't they? We'll find out. Is my, is my drawing done? Um, yes, your drawing is finished. While all this is happening, I'm I'm actually with Archibald waiting to intercept another right. attack. Okay. I'm I'm gonna so. I'm gonna go running after Elias at this point. Okay. 
how, how many of us must be uh, around the, the drawing? All of you. The more, the better. Shit. Everyone, come back. Come back. Uh, the thing is going to try to kill Dr. Elias if somebody doesn't do something. Yeah, I'm running in his general direction. Screwdriver in hand. Chalk okay. in the other hand, apparently. Okay. Uh, do you want to attack it? Am I close enough to do so? Yeah. Okay. You've you've run up. You're going to attack it. Uh, does, he, does he get a boost because it's very occupied with Jackson at the moment? Yeah. I'll I'll give that a shot. I don't know what a screwdriver. So it was a bonus. It's for drinking. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what do I? What do I? All right. Here we go. A brawl. Uh, Fighting brawl. I am way short. Well, you got, yep, you, that's you a fail. Got a, you got a bonus. You can roll twice. Okay. That is actually the slimmest of passes. That's a 24 on a 25. Okay. <laughs> that's all um, you need. <laughs> you managed to jam that, that screwdriver into its uh, shoulder. Do a 1d4 for damage. That's a one. All right. Well, you jam it in, and it screams like a woman attacked. Um, uh, you don't see any blood from it, but it it writhes away. You do see blood from Doctor uh, Doctor Jackson, uh, who's got blood trickling down his uh, shoulders. Uh, but it sort of rolls off. Um, in a moment, though, it'll it'll turn and attack again. I'm gonna. Um, if if I have any action left, I'm going to try and scoop him up to uh, kind of fireman carry or to the best of my ability, kind of walk him back towards the circle. All right. Um, what are the rest of you doing? Uh, getting, uh, getting everybody else around the circle and trying to get them in here ASAP. And I'm looking at the, uh, the key of Solomon and the chalk drawing and making sure that things are correct. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Archibald got and it chalk and correct. Now, if you had to do the whole thing, that would be, that would take a long time. The snake um, itself. Dr. Quilton, are you moving back into the room? Where the drawing is, yes. Drawing is? All right. So you get back into the room and the thing is howling uh, in the other room. Um, the the Waylands and uh, the Linswoods join you so that they're in the room. Uh, now we have to use our willpower. So who has the strongest will? I need to group willpower. Uh, that is what? Power. Uh, oh, power. power? Yeah. 55. Oh, me too. It's five. 65. 65. Yeah. Um, so one of you can roll more. Cool, that's all you, baby. I should do the hands. Yeah. Let's do the hands. Okay. Wait, how much luck have you got? No, that's, that's I got tons. 
Tons. Yeah. More than, more than 57. Yeah. Yeah. Then you do it. Just in okay. case you need it. <laughs> That's awful. Sorry. That was bad role playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, 55. So, I mean, I, 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 I'll spend as much luck as I can to make it a hard success. So, I'll spend... Uh, I'll spend 50 to make it a, yeah, to make it a five. All right. Wow. Um, uh, you all start concentrating. You all start thinking. You're trying to, you've all seen the thing. It's scary. It's horrible. It's, it's sort of blue greenness. Um, you're trying to get it into that circle. And you're trying to envision it there. And the thing starts howling. You can hear it uh, thrashing around somewhere in the house and suddenly in the hallway and through the kitchen you see it being dragged like it's it's trying to dig in its fingers and it's being pulled towards the circle and the house is shaking as the thing is 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 approaching the circle and then suddenly it it sort of lets go of the ground and it 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 flies through the air and it lands dead center in the in the middle of that green circle and it starts screaming and you see its flesh starts to fall away and there's it it's almost as if somebody put their hands on top of it and went like that and slammed it down and when it does everything goes dead silent um the house stops vibrating and the Waylands and the Rinswoods are still standing there. And they're like, we thought that once you sent it back to hell, we could move on, but we're still here. Has your memory come back? No. I still can't remember. I look over at Dr. Martin. Maybe we should put the lion back. Um, there's something else that's different. The house is dark. Now it was nighttime, but it's really dark. It's darker than it was, it seems. As you sort of look ready, you still got your candles. Your candles are lit, but something's. Is the temperature still cold? It's cold. It's gotten much colder all of a sudden in the house. And they're like, how do we, how do we get out? Uh, well, we could turn the. Can we just guardians? Who well, should we try first? I would. I think if we're going to do that, we should probably put the lion back. Who wants to put the lion back? Well, we took it. Let's. We'll move yeah. it back. Who's Who's carrying the lion? Uh, it's, I'm probably. You're stronger. probably. You're probably um, stronger than me. Doctor Martin, you've got the. Well, it's like it's heavy, but it's not that. Yeah. Um, Doctor Martin, you start walking towards the the connecting door. And you open up the connecting door and start into the servants' quarters. And 
you suddenly realize what's wrong, all of the windows are bricked up. That's why it's so dark. Was there no rumbling of the house when he moved back with the statue? Nothing. Uh, I think we've just created a prison. Just, but... What's Veronica looking, look, look like? Is she... They look very upset. Like, we thought once the demon was gone that we would be released. Those statues did... And you... Mm. We should have... And all this instruction that you've had is from this from the book. The um we we don't know what's keeping us here. Could it okay? So we're gonna put the lion back where we found it. And turn them open the door to the outside, and that's also brickwork. It's bricked up. And the brickwork, um, does it look like natural clay brick and mortar? It looks like brick. There's brick around the fireplace in the kitchen. It looks like the same sort of brick work. So uh, try turning the statues. We could try to turn all four of them, yes. Um, how's the, how, it's cold. How's the air? Stale. And everything still looks old and rotten. Yes. Um, you put this. You put. You you try turning the statues. Nothing happens. That's the one. There's there's a. Uh, we don't have what, eighteen what the image, months it, to redo this. The image on the le lectern in the library was the eagle. Yeah. The eagle. Correct. Have we determined what those mean? We, the eagle, the human. The cherubim, the faces of the cherubim. The eagle was a uh, prison. Can we just, I don't want to destroy them. Smash it. Do they? Yeah. I mean, we could scratch the paint away. They're just. Lead. Incised into the lead. I think we Dr. Can't Jackson undo that, had it right. Though. I'm sorry, what did you say, uh, Josh? He said, I think Dr. Jackson had it correct. Smash the prison. Well, it's lead. You can't really smash it. You can just sort of melt it. Good luck building a fire that hot. Um, but what if. So it's, uh, I remember on the bust, it was cut into the paint over the lead, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was cut into the lead. Right. Lead is very soft. Right. Lead is soft. Um, let's, uh, I'm, I'm going to take a pocket knife to the word prison and just slice it off the eagle. All right. So you take the, you're going to deface the, uh, the sigil? Yeah. All right. So you, you take your knife, you scratch. The second you do that, it's it's like your ears pop. Um, and um, 
the brick all disappears. And Veronica and the Linwoods uh, and Wayland disappear. They're gone. There's wafts of dust coming from around you as the house suddenly feels empty. And then you start to hear a noise. It sounds almost like um, like a horn, like, like a car horn way off in the distance, um, <laughs> except that it's coming from above you and it's getting louder and louder and louder. Get out of the house. Yeah, Elias, get out of the house. All right, you move through the dining room and as you're moving through the dining room, there is light coming from the top of the stairs. Something is shining there. And if for a moment, it's kind of a gold, a dim golden light, and then it suddenly becomes blindingly white. As Cover your face! You are moving uh, through the room and towards the front door. Uh, I would like everybody to do power rolls. Fail. Regular. 96. All right. If, uh, hard success. If you succeeded, um, you get to the front door, you open it up, and you start running. There is no snow anywhere. Uh, okay. Can I spend luck to not fail that? You can, but we are at the end of the game. <laughs> so. But I, I don't want to die right All as right. it ends. All right. Yes, you can spend luck <laughs> to, to overcome that. Um, uh, okay, yeah. It's like Dr. 30 Palermo got anyway. a really bad <laughs> yeah. I actually have that much luck, but obviously it wasn't meant to be. Um, I 96. Dr. Palermo, as, as you're running, you look behind you and moving from the top of the stairs down the stairs is something that you, 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 you've only seen in Byzantine art. There is this glowing blinding light with six wings uh, that is shimmering and there's rainbow light coming out of it. It's coming and you're just, your mind is just awestruck. And it says, at last you have released me. How can I reward you? Would you like to see the face of God? Anybody else? <laughs> I'm Donzo. Or are you all no, right? No, I can see this blinding running. light shining. All right. So you guys are running across the front, getting away. There's this blinding light coming out of the door. Um, if you don't look back, uh, you manage to get to your car. And your car is almost full of gas. Uh, there is no... Tank. There is no uh, problem with your car. Do we um, still have the keys? Because th th this is Martin's car. You probably left the keys in the car. Okay. People, people back then didn't bother. Um, do you guys want to wait, or do you want to just run? 
with the car. Martin yeah, you has not what? exited the house. We're at the end. I'm going to wait. We're going to wait for Martin to see if he comes out. We all, my... we've, all, we've all just sat in the seats that we arrived in, and we, and we look and see that the driver's seat is still empty. You know, where's Martin? Oh, that's right. beautiful. You can see yeah. now that there is something inside the house that's shining out the window. It's like a blinding light. Um, I will show you the face of God, it says. And it's this, it's a, it's a voice that's both a whisper and it's thunderous. And suddenly, Dr. Martin, your body is converted almost into pure energy. And this thing wraps its wings and it envelops you. And you're suddenly flying through the sky. Everybody else sees this blinding column of light shoot up into the sky from the house. And the thing takes you and deposits you with all of the other worshipers of Azathoth around the center of the universe where you scream and laugh for all of eternity. The rest of you managed to go to nut houses someplace after all this is over. And that's the end. Of at, at this point, I'm probably sliding to the front seat, starting the car, we're getting out. Now the fun part, telling you what was going on. So, any guesses? <laughs> I think it was a trap. Definitely a trap. We were fooled into doing that. Correct. Ritual. You were fooled into doing Mr. No, Sarah. The ritual, was... the ritual was not the whole thing. You were fooled into breaking the sigils. Okay. Um, what this is, is it is a servitor as a thought. And when, uh, when Wayland had attempted the Abramelin thing, what he didn't know is that uh, Lester Goodman is Nyarlathotep. Oh! And Lester Goodman gave him a correct translation, but he also gave him a lamp. And the lamp is a, is a chaos lamp. Um, every, every time you light the lamp and you use it, which Wayland was doing for 18 months, months. Um, it drained magic points. And as soon as it reached 1,000 some odd magic points, it summoned the servitor. Uh, the servitor appeared and Wayland thought that it was his guardian angel and he asked it to see God. And it did exactly what it did to uh, Palermo. Then Veronica came home. Her father was dead. She thought that they said he died of a heart attack, but she thought that it was that Lester Goodman that must have done something. Um, so she repeated the whole process, not realizing that it was the lamp that was the problem. Mm. And she, before she began the ritual, she decided that whatever she would do, she would create the Saturnine chalice so that whatever she summoned would be trapped there. Now, what she didn't know was that the thing was, so the thing came and it was trapped and it couldn't, it couldn't return. So what it began doing and what it was doing partly to you, though we didn't go into it much, it was sucking information out of your brains. It was 
It was draining memories. So it immediately began to drain Veronica of her memories, looking for a way to break the trap. So she killed herself so that it couldn't find the solution to the trap. So it sat there. And while they were doing this ritual, they'd sent the servants away for 18 months on a long vacation. When they came home, the thing immediately demanded the information from them. You never found them, but if you'd gone into the basement, uh, uh, the two servants were down there. They had killed them. They had, she had torn her eyes out and he had, he had ripped himself open because they went it completely stark raving mad by this creature. Um, and then it was frustrated. It couldn't find any way to get out, but it was, it was a powerful creature. So when it saw your car, it thought, well, I'm, let's try something a little more tactical. Uh, and it, it made you think that your car was out of gas so that you would come up to the house. Everything after that is all that creature. It's just putting thoughts in your head. Um, there was no Wayland and Veronica and the servants were long dead. There were illusions that it was trying to play, but it had gaps in its knowledge. It didn't know what alcohol was. So if you had, when you asked it for bourbon, it didn't know how to answer your question. And when you tried to ask it for information on what are, what are these statues, it didn't have that information. So it was trying to fake it. So then, around. so then what was the Evangeline thing? That was just the thing trying to trick you. It figured if you found some reason to figure that they were trapped here, you might find a way to get them released. Um, you might find a solution that it couldn't find. Well, and right, but if you had failed, it would have just killed you and started with the next person that came along the road. And it would have just kept doing that until it until something worked. Yeah, it couldn't get anywhere near the statues. When you picked up the statue and started moving it, the whole house started to shake because the thing was suddenly being restricted. You probably could have pushed all of them together and gotten this entity trapped in between them all, um, possibly even driven it back to Azathoth's. Oh, man, I was right. Anyway, all right, let me go ahead. <laughs> and finish the, the show. Uh, uh, our well, players included. It's gone. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Like, well, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Our players included uh, uh, Jen Obertez, Josh Hoop, David Gasway, Yusuf Gita, and uh, Zachary Anaya, with myself as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with the other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the fine arts of gameplay and game mastery. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a ritual listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of HP Lovecraft. 
and the Call of the Super Bowl playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good game.